I think the biggest problem, the bigger problem, oh. I'll be. <laughs> 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 I, I hope it picked up. Yeah, I hope it picked up. Well, no. I've got a retro salad. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Christie's Third Nipple, the podcast as unnecessary as an old Trafford security guard. My name is Kieran and I'm joined as ever by Darren and Tarek. Yo. And in this episode, we're going to try and put some coherent thoughts together on Nicolas Cage's heavy metal revenge flick, Mandy. Before that, we're going to give a recommendation each from what we've been watching over the past two weeks and we'll kick the arse out of our quiz feature one more time with Tarek posing the questions to Darren and myself. How are you doing, gentlemen? Very good. Yeah, really good. Got what HQ up and running. Yeah, HQ Mark Two. And <laughs> <laughs> some renovations going on here. Uh-huh. Yeah, some energy man work. Helpful grease. While you're down, sit down and use the gaffer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to organise it. Yeah. <laughs> Kick off with some uh, apologies. Last episode being delayed but thanks for listening there were some technical issues but I think we've sorted them out mm-hmm. and I think overall it was worth it given that we've got a new fan yeah, on the podcast yeah, a, a nice big <laughs> fan as well um, hopefully saying our name reveals other people you know just yeah. give us good words so, so for those who uh, didn't see this on social media we reviewed Schemers the, the, the Dundee's located film last episode and I put a few tweets out when the episode went, finally went live and one of them was to the director who got back on Twitter and he, given that what he says here was probably and given the time that I published it it was like midnight and I thought I'll publish it, I worked all day on it publish it, uh, go to bed and I woke up the next day with this tweet and he said, morning, from, morning guys from Bangkok enjoyed your review and I'm thinking he was probably the first guy to listen to it. The first, first person to listen to it all the way through, which is pretty nuts. So he says that, I remember Tarek said, uh, why didn't why didn't Brian Cox get involved in the Schemers episode uh, film? Lo and behold, we nearly had Brian Cox. He was in New Orleans at the time. So, uh, <laughs> so cheers for uh, clearing that up. Dave's got your back. Good to get that uh, incident. We, another thing with, we thought is like kind of the views input like how, how heavy were they involved did mm. they put money in uh, turns out they didn't it's just he liked them and was managing Kyle at the time so, oh, so, so there you go yeah I don't want to speak to yeah <laughs> any other questions so we'll be sure to chuck them in here so you can <laughs> get back to us yeah, 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 yeah. If you, if you want to know anything about schemers, Kyle, anything like that, or if you want to manage us in the future, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a wee link. Just the record label. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be a good contract, though. Uh, yeah, we, we don't do this for nothing. <laughs> we want to be wooed. <laughs> well, thanks for getting back. Though. Yeah, it's awesome yeah. to actually. To hear back from somebody that's like involved in the film and that like yeah. listen to us and what we had to say, and you know it was there was often those times of what we were saying, but I'm glad he just kind of yeah that was that was interesting. He didn't yeah. really hit back on anything negative or not so positive we had to say, but yeah, yeah. I think so. I was just saying that to Darren earlier that um, 
mentioned it to Izzy and she just listened to the episode mm. she was like he really listened to that he was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he was like oh fuck you guys were awful to that for like, oh, awful <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm yeah. in my review I suppose yeah. I think it was clear to hear but I think I also mentioned in the podcast saying like um it comes from a place of love that we, we, yeah, we did yeah, like it a lot and we just wanted to approve it and uh, he did say in that tweet as well um, that he's planning on a, another film a sequel yeah. a sequel mm-hmm. yeah with um, himself and uh, Scott is it in, in, in London in London uh, during like 1985 to 1990 mm-hmm. which he describes as mental, mental exclamation mark so I mean given there's what a, there's given, an exclusive given what uh, we learned about Scott's kind of demise and that mm-hmm. I mean that could be quite crazy that's, that's, that's the so biggest crazy. question I had coming out of it yeah. I want to see more of him yeah yeah and so then to that, on it, this, so. this time frame might still be a bit too early for his kind of millionaire rise mm. but yeah. who knows who knows well, it, it could be they're not talking to each other for a while then all of a sudden they're mixed up again and uh, he's more on the music side but Scott's been deep yeah. with some gangsters yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that again it's yeah. like oh, okay we have us two have got caught with something again and, and a new scheme yeah <laughs> <laughs> the schemers too okay. this time in London <laughs> And then we'll get the trilogy after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's to secret agents yeah. or something. We'll, we'll write it for you if you're still listening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not get, so true anymore. And, and get Brian Cox involved this time. <laughs> yeah. Tell him he's not got an excuse. Yeah, yeah, we're well, looking for a couple of actors. Yeah, we're up for a cameo role if you ever want. <laughs> cameo. <laughs> I was going to go extra. That is going cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody knows who you are. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> Thanks for being part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, this is but awesome to hear. No, I definitely, yeah. It was um, nice to know. We'll probably tweet out every director of, uh, <laughs> from now on, but that'll be the fastest one. The response. It's one that probably the film that we've liked it oh, to happen to one, the most. Yeah, because it's been for Duddy. So, yeah. I. Yeah. Cool. So, what you guys been up to this week? Uh this this week, just. I was in Glasgow, went and mm. seen Mark. Uh, hello, Mark again. Uh, that was good, just like wandering around uh, Glasgow, like through the university grounds and that. We saw, um, so there was a bunch of girls that were get, that were graduating at the time. So we walked through this square of, like, it's just grass in the middle and all these buildings all the way around it. It's cute, it's huge, dead smart. It's like, looks like Hogwarts, if you'd imagine that. And um, so they were all taking pictures and that. And some of them had like the graduation gums on or some sporty gear on, and then you turned around and they were just like whipping their clothes off and a dress would appear. And so they're like stilettos on, and that's like a new set of pictures were on the go. And this one lass who Leah described as huge. <laughs> I haven't I go that far. I haven't go that far. But yeah, she, she had a bit of a laugh. And she kind of made a, a little scene of like, move out the way this picture's about me sort of thing right, right. And, and then bear in mind like we had we took Rudy's wee balance bike and Potty scooter so they're buzzing in and out like photobombing like Nidhi's business like. <laughs> <laughs> and just like in a flash this girl goes from standing to full bone splits <laughs> just wooden like how did that happen uh Rudy just for the picture right? and, and Rudy, Rudy's in the back of the Donnie's brother <laughs> <laughs> so I I mean if, if you 
Anybody knows this, like, girl, there's some reason this gets to her. I want to see that photo. Her doing this patch. Graduation going on, and Rudy oh. in the background, his wee helmet and his bike. Get this. I couldn't get a name in the park because I might have stuck up on Twitter or Facebook. Ah, or yeah, yeah, like just, then, yeah. Uh, like so a hashtag uh, graduation yeah. or something. Hashtag it's a little shit in the background. Of my graduation. Fully crossed the Hashtag helmet. That was good. Well, um, I've been uh, a little bit busy the latter half of the week. Um, first things first, uh, I passed the SIF for my new job application. Well so, done. Oh, yes, yeah, hopefully, all goes well. I've been to my uh, next interview, well, so next interview, the interview for it on the 13th. So, by the next time we're on here, you'll have had your interview, but yeah, you yeah, but, um, so in the morning of the 13th everybody send us a message wishing, yeah. wishing Darren good luck on his uh, <laughs> yeah. it's the first virtual interview I've ever had so I don't know how that's going to go but you know it's, it's in comfort of my own home mm. so I can't can't run out. We should have plenty of notes and things. Kick up. <laughs> well, you can't be late anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we take the shoes. Yeah. Uh, another thing was that um, on Friday night I didn't stay at uh, Dad's, but I actually got uh, invited to. Well, my friend's girlfriend has a unique, unique competition in Edinburgh, so I got invited to that. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come and say all we'll get together. Just me. Oh, uh, me, my friend, and then uh, friend and his girlfriend. So we all just went. We went through uh, our train, and then uh, we all met up there, had a couple of drinks, had a, had a good night, and then um, got the like first train back the next morning. But it was, it was quite fun. Mm. But um, yeah, it, it's this funny scene. Walk a shame train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's boxer sticking in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I brought my brought my sleeping bag, so I wasn't I wasn't relegated really to the floor. But they had this kind of I don't know how to describe it, like this uh, cushioned, pillowed, like rocking chair. So it's kind of like wood on the outside, but there's little pillows oh, that I should yeah. sit on. So it wasn't like a rickety old yeah. chair, but it was. If um, they have a picture of being like uh, sleeping in a bunk, like, like a caterpillar or something like that, but totally to a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, it's quite funny. So it was a good time to actually see people again. The with the restrictions getting yeah, yeah. <coughs> lords and stuff like that. Oh, it's some so bit, much better, isn't it? Some bit spontaneous for me. I don't, I don't know that to plan things ahead. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, that is very <laughs> unlike you. But yeah, good. Uh-huh. I've been I've been on the last train from Edinburgh after a night out. That is horrific. Oh. The one that stops at every single fucking shithole in Fife. Dear me, at last ages. <laughs> No, I've not done. I had to do that for a long time. Did you? No, no. Oh, you've no had no, to. No, well, nobody's had to. Mm. Sure. Yes. Um, I I went for a wee tour of Scotland just the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday, I think it was. And we left me and my squad of ladies, and went for a trip up to Loch Ness. So we went to Fair Loch Ness, and then we went to stop off at. Um, Balmoral Castle and before that we went to the highest loch in Scotland so Loch Morla oh wow so it's got that beautiful there um, nice wee beach and with all my ladies being Polish they love to just get into any lake going it doesn't matter what temperature it is they'll just jump in and just jump with it I love that um, I'll just stand at the side and watch that <laughs> make sure nobody's stealing any of these shoes already yeah. um, so, we done, so we went there first and then we headed up to uh, Loch Ness 
and we got to our digs. And it was just a one big room. We just knew we were just going to be there for the night. Um, and as soon as the kids got in, they emptied out one of their bags with all their toys in it and just a big dump of sand just got dumped in the middle of this room. Oh, fuck's sake. We're going to get this tidied up somehow. But I had other priorities because this was going to be my first pint. (laughs) (laughs) So me and Izzy decided, we'll just leave mum with the kids. We'll go downstairs. We'll ask for a hoover or something. We'll get a pint first. (laughs) Come back upstairs. Um, But we didn't have to go back upstairs. Izzy's mum came down with the kids and she said, yeah, it's all done. It's all clean. I was like, how the fuck did you clean it? Because this was a basic room. It was just beds, a toilet, a shower. And there was nothing else. There was no uh, coffee was or, or anything. Right. Um, I was like, how, how did you manage to clean that up? And she was like, oh, I used the uh, the brush that was in the toilet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> and this, uh, menu. She just brushed it up with a toilet brush onto a menu and jumped into the bin. I was like, oh, why? She was like, it was clean. I was like, how do you know it was clean? I sniffed it. <laughs> <laughs> Some questions have been left to answer them. Right, okay. I didn't care. I'm well done. It's done. It's done. It's clean. I uh, <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine using that later on? It's just like all the sand is just uh, in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Given our propensity to like have a go at you and put you in it and that. I thought it was going to be your t-shirt or something that she used. Well, that's right. That's right. It's just, it just opened your bag and used the t-shirt. She put me in it uh, during the week as well. I was, yeah. um, was just, I went upstairs to shave my head and I just had a little bit of shaving foam. So I needed to get some uh, from my next door neighbour, my mum. Mm-hmm. So I texted mum saying, go and go and hands across the shaving foam. And I just got the shell, so I just had a towel on. So I asked uh, Izzy's mum, to go outside and get it for us. Yeah. And she was like, why, why? I was like, just go, just go. I've got a towel on. So she went and grabbed it from my mum. <laughs> and she's standing outside. She was like, you want this? I was like, yeah. And she just walked out into the middle of the street. Oh, yes. Put it down, <laughs> no <laughs> down the road. And I had to run out with my fucking towel. <laughs> soaking wet, half, half head with shaving foam just to pick up this fucking... <laughs> oh, that is class. <laughs> so actually, she's, she's, she's done me. Again. She's got a game. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Give them the time, you're tight, you don't get a charge. <laughs> actually, actually reminds me when I was in sixth year, well, kind of through, through high school, I had a kind of to and fro with one of the teachers, modern studies teacher called Mr. Creamer, and it was basically just him taking the piss out of me for six years. But I got my own back, I got my own back. Well, there was a like a, a like a another one that I, I took it too far, but this one was fine, right? Um, <laughs> So he used to just do things like uh, send me, pick up me from the whole class, send me downstairs with a note to come back up. And when he came back up, he told everybody, right, just laugh at Kieran. <laughs> just laugh at him. <laughs> and I mean, right, so I came in and I, honestly, just laughing and looking at everybody. 30 kids just um, beat root raids, right? <laughs> Sit in the back of the class, everybody turns around and keeps laughing at us. nightmares. What is going on? Uh, another thing he did was um, me and... Sean Monk's pal in my year went uh, he says oh you guys are into football and that and he got other people in on it right. so this was like a like a youth worker that came to the school uh, he says oh you guys are into football come and help me because I'm taking the first years out uh, we're going to start a wee team you guys can help chip in coach whatever first things first we had to take the minibus to Mullmain's primary to get some goals right like some five aside goals or something like that seven aside goals right okay so we just had a free period so we were sitting in the library 
And so this is like that 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 first thing happened in like first or second year. Mm-hmm. This is sixth year, right? So, <laughs> so you've got so, a, a good relationship. Kind of. t- yeah, so uh, so me and Sean jump in the. I'm sitting in the library. Jump in the oh. minibus. Go to Millamains Primary, which is about three miles away. So the length of Finley. Oh. You got a bit of Whitfield. You've got through Finley. Oh, nice. So then. We get there and I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's Scott. Uh, comes gets gets out and he says, "Right, come on lads, let's go and get the get the goals." Almost at the front door, he says, "I forgot, I forgot my pass or my keys or something." Uh-huh. He goes back to the minibus, starts the engine, <laughs> reverses on and says, "Andy says that's Andy, Andy uh-huh. Kramer. Andy says, enjoy your walk." <laughs> <laughs> and just fucking took off. <laughs> So I mean, I mean, when when let's say like Stuart, when I say like Stuart, that whole walk was just like revenge porn. Yeah. Swear to God. So um, hats off, them. Why the way? Okay, okay, okay. So the 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 end that class. that reminds me of what you just says is when we got to like four, fifth, sixth year, we used to play five side one oh. after school, and um, we'd bring. The hockey goals out, which are one of the many days, he's done a damn deal with this. So, bring the hockey goals out, like pretty high goals. And, and uh, teachers would have one change and we'd have the other. And I think this time we maybe beat them or we got close to beating them. So, we're pretty like boyed. And somebody had the idea of going into their changing room because they always used to get a shower after it and we would just walk home. Yeah. They always used to <laughs> take his stuff. Right, <laughs> so we took his shoes, his shirt, and a couple of things. Right, no, I know his shirt. He had his shirt on. Definitely took his trousers and his shoes. Right, and just took them outside and put them on top of his car. Right, <laughs> so that's just that's that's good. Yeah, right? That's good. Like general yeah. high school fun. Right, the cream on the top of the cake was uh, when the cream he when the, the, the creamer uh, <laughs> top of the cake <laughs> was when was when creamer had to come leave it leave the gym block and go get his thing. Right, the, the assistant head. And like somebody else, put quite high up, we're right. going for a jog. <laughs> so they see him, <laughs> and he's walking in bare feet, just pat, just pants on and a shirt on. The thing we could have seen. You want to explain yourself? No, no, no. <laughs> I think that was quite obvious. Man, we were just passing ourselves up. <laughs> so you stayed to watch the song. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And this was like pre pre phones and everything, so there was none of this getting video. Uh, but that was fine. That's, that's that, that was, it was, it was good like that because if, if we did that and put that, if I had a phone then, I would have filmed it. Oh, yeah. And I would have put it online. And then that's, you know, that's kind of detrimental his sort of career potentially. Oh, Stuff like that, you know, it's just yeah. takes it's it. It's supposed to be a bit of fun, like, secretly, yeah. Right. It's not, yeah. So, be all over the papers. Yeah, it, it, potentially, like, potentially, aye. Oh, and it's good. That's the shape that would be in the scale nowadays. I would hate that. Right. Well, let's go on to recommendations. Then. Any of you guys want to kick us off? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go first. Um, I watched a documentary. Um, it was a Louis Theroux documentary. So bring it back to when when he went and met Tiger King. So, okay. so if you know, everybody will have not seen the Tiger King Netflix documentary. Oh, well, yeah, documentary. Um, but before that, and you actually see Louis through it within the Netflix one, and he's 
kind of the documentary he does before the Netflix one mm-hmm. he's going around just finding people who own exotic animals so his documentary wasn't actually about the Tiger King it was just all about kind of all wild animals all yeah. the exotic animals in, in America um, and then Netflix one happened but uh, Louis Theroux said that he was um, when he was when he was recording that one he wanted to actually do a full length documentary about just Tiger King he's seen because, some yeah, he's, he kind of he said that when he was speaking to him he could, and finding out wee bits and parts of his story um, he knew that there was a lot more that he could actually take from this so he's finally went back he's watched through all his own videos of him his kind of interviewing with him and he's like oh, man there's so much more that there's, yeah. I, I can't yeah. believe that he was just kind of so blasé with some of the things he was saying uh-huh. and I missed it I'm really annoyed with myself that I've missed this, uh-huh. and uh, he just goes through goes through all that, and he just kind of builds it up, and you just you just get a totally different concept of what the Tiger King was actually so, like. So, so Netflix kind of portrayed him as the hero, and everybody's kind of wanting him out of jail and all this. Mm-hmm. But Louis Theroux just kind of turned around and just goes, "No, this was wrong, man. This guy was bad. <laughs> you really need to actually I, I watch th- it." Again. I, I think. I think Netflix had a, they knew their, their money their meal ticket here. Oh yeah. So I mean they were pushing oh. one thing but he, trying to make an icon of And yeah. he like put himself in the shit as well. He said like outrageous <laughs> stuff. Oh, it wasn't as if he was yeah, trying was... to be nice and clean <laughs> caught in that. No, he, he, was, was, he was all over YouTube just kinda of saying how much he wants to kill Carl Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. man, come on mate, you can't say that. Problem is so did the other people. <laughs> <laughs> um he tried to interview what's his name? Tiger King's actual name. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can't well, remember. Eh? He tried to interview him, and he's signed a deal with a production company where he's not able to give any interviews. And there's a couple other people um, within it, like Joe Exotic, Joe Exotic, that's it, um, that he wasn't able to interview mm-hmm. through Blue Through's documentary. <laughs> um, and kind of, you find out that they're away going to make a movie. Um, well, I'm not sure if you find out in the documentary that I just watched but they are a way to make a Tiger King movie right guess who's going to be Joe Exotic which actor would you want to uh, Joe Exotic is it Nick Cage oh, yes. <laughs> Nick Cage is going to be Joe Exotic oh, so see when you're on about the Louis through documentary that was filmed pre-Netflix and all this shit or does he? So does he? Does he? So he's done. So he's done two. Oh, he's done two. So, so the first one was just about exotic one, animals. Yeah. So then and this and he goes right. a little bit, a little glimpse of Joe Exotic, and he's like, and he kept saying like, I want to do more with him. And so he, he got just he, not able to. And then he, he Netflix grabbed right, okay. it and done it. And then he's and then he's kind of went. And then, fuck and, it, and, and then the second one, does he go back to? There's a footage of the old one. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. yeah. He, he's got footage of the old one, footage of Netflix, and he, he actually goes back and um, visits the, the ranch where. Does he touch on? I think the worst accusation to come out of the 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 Tiger King. Well, I see the worst thing because Carol Baskin did she kill her husband? <laughs> all, all this. But so he interviews her. Does he? Yeah. Uh, uh, does he ask? No, he doesn't touch on that. No. But she's sitting there with her husband. And her husband's just kind of getting a wee bit kind of angsty with Louis. Aye. Just kind of going, look, don't really want to talk about these things. Can we move on to the next type of questions? Uh-huh. 
and that's just the way that way he is. He's just he's just kind of just so why don't you? Is the yeah, way and but he's, he's so easy, easy with yeah. it. Yeah, it's good. Absolutely love his stuff. But did he ask uh, Joe Exotic about potentially burning down that? Um, he didn't get closure. Oh, he didn't. No, because he's signed the contract. Oh, fucking for the sorry. movie. Oh, right. So that's it. So he's so he's but, but, but then that, that movie's going to be on his terms, and he's not going to challenge. He's, 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 he's in jail. He can't really do much. It's the well, production company that owns all the rights now. They've just got yeah. Joe and a couple other people right. in their pocket. Um, there's ah, a big okay, campaign okay. Wait, wait. the campaign manager's been signed on to that as well because Louis went to try and interview the campaign manager of Free Joe Exotic mm-hmm. um, and he's they get into the room and the cameraman's kind of uh, Louis kind of saying well, don't film it he was like no I've not, I've not signed anything he was like well I just don't want to take that risk because if we do film you or we do have you on camera mm-hmm. then we could be liable right. and we could get totally fucked here yeah 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 and it's just oh, it's so much money involved here. Watch it. And did because um, because Joe Exotic kind of felt he was going to get a pardon from Trump, didn't he? Oh, yeah, right. that was a huge sort of. Did he not hire a limousine to no. put to be outside the prison? Yep. Yeah. Aye, you see that in there as well. Yeah. The one was just sitting waiting. Ah, oh, he's just there. <laughs> 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 it's a big kind of the Hummer type. I heard the thought oh, was Trump's there, like Trump's waiting from it aside and they'll do a photo share or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I wonder if, if Trump felt he was is this pre election for there's Trump? There's no way that he could have because oh, the not? charges that was I don't know, that you can like well, you can pardon for them. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, he didn't really do anything daftly, go before he left. I only pardoned. <laughs> I only pardoned some rapper or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. There was loads of them. Were a bit weird. Mostly, you just pardoned all your fucking pals, like crazy. Yeah. Uh, um. Aye. Okay. Like what I watched was um probably the best thing I've watched this year. <laughs> Sound of Metal. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime and I thought that given that the Oscars were just, well, in between our last two episodes oh. I thought I should watch uh, uh, and this was recommended to me as well and when the guy said it, it's Riz Ahmed he's a drummer who loses his hearing and I was like, stop there I'm watching and this <laughs> <laughs> and so I stuck it on, just on my own and I'm not ashamed to tell you, I was like almost in tears by the end of it uh, is really really well done so he's in a band it's just him and his girlfriend and they're kind of like a heavy metal punk sort of thing so he's like a tremendous drummer and she's all this distorted guitar and wailing down the microphone and all this sort of thing right so he and then like you see him at the first gig and he comes out after it and then that's kind of where it starts to happen uh, and to add to this you kind of learn that he's a, also a recovering addict right okay so you're you're immediately trying to you're immediately worrying like if he loses his hearing loses his music loses his kind of lifestyle is he going to go back and replace that with, with yeah. that yeah. so there's that going on um, and his girlfriend notices that so that's Olivia Cook so Riz Ahmed we've spoke about before he's the the, the understudy in Nightcrawler yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's in some really big oh yeah he's, he's putting really yeah, good work yeah yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, and Olivia Cook is his girlfriend and she's in House of Dragon House of the Dragon so this is the, the new uh, Game of Thrones spin-off don't know if you know anything about that no, so no. it's set hundreds of years before 
the current thing. Like mm. it's the House of Targaryen. That's uh, based on that story. So she finds him a rehab con uh, commune. So they've got to kind of live there, no contact outside world, uh, and not only like learn sign language and shit like that, but also learn how to kind of accept being deaf. There's only really deaf people there. Yeah. So all this right, and so the whole crux of the film is: does he do that? Does he kind of accept his new kind of thing, or does this nagging desire to reclaim something from the past? Because there's an idea floated that he can get an implant. It's really expensive, but he can get an implant in mm-hmm. there. So is that going to like drive him to actually try and reclaim yeah. some of his life? He, he's he's girlfriend, he's banned. Who knows what, right? Uh, as I said, it's fucking intense. It's emotional um, to the point of heartbreaking. Really great prompt performances. Riz Ahmed was nominated for an Oscar for a lead actor. Mm. Uh, Paul Racy, Racy. I can't. I, I may be, probably pronounce that wrong, but he plays the commune leader. He was also nominated for a an Oscar nomination as best supporting actor. Mm. Neither of them won, but what the film did win was uh, the Oscar, the Oscar for best sound. And I thought it was going to be because well, it's today be music. You know, it's going to be a yeah. soundtrack and like a bit like far from that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, just kind of showing how the dulled dulled tones of people yeah. being mm. deaf, maybe mm-hmm. like kind so, of it's all the sound yeah, design. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think more than anything I've seen before, kind of gives you experience of what it is to be deaf, and not only that, it's like him going from hearing to being deaf so yeah. it's what he even the, the muffled noises the high pitched noises all that there's long periods with no dialogue in this film so you're with him like he's trying to figure out what's going on so people are sign language, using sign language or, so you're just kind of going by their facial expression and that so you're, you're just drilled into yeah. watching yeah. this and then oh, it takes you on this fucking journey and it's like uh, is the sound all through his perspective? Pretty much, not 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 always, but yeah, pretty much. A lot of it is what he's hearing. Mm. That that being said, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it kind of flash up a couple of times. So that's going to be one for the future. Yeah, Um, and again because of the Oscars and stuff like that, I was thinking, yeah, definitely need to watch that. I was wanting to watch that uh, Judas and the Messiah. I was going to say that Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, that that looks great. He's got. Um, I think Todd from Breaking Bad in it, and he's mm-hmm. like the so the cops. So there's kind of this kind of um, kind of civil rights group, and then um, one of them is kind of the black side, kind of like the leader. He's in a lot of stuff. I forgot who, who he is. Because right, he can get out. The main mm, the, the leader of the the leader of the thing. He's in Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are in Black Panther to be fair. But um, see, so yeah, one of them is like a, a. I think one of them is a turncoat and is a, an informant to the Todd, who's a cop. So he's the Judas, and the other guy's the Black Messiah. Right. And it's kind of got all this kind of you know, civil rights and protests and movements going on. Yeah. What's no. his name again? <laughs> I don't know who it is that you're talking about, so. <laughs> Um, it's um, Lakeith Stanfield. No, that's my man. I think, I think it might be actually. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield would be one of the top ones. Um, he might be. The Does he play Bill O'Neill? I don't. Know, I've only seen the trailer, so it's either one of those two. Right. Okay. The side, but, yeah. Right. Okay. <coughs> He's a British actor. Yeah, Lakeith well, isn't there. Uh-huh. Pretty sure he is now. I think Lakeith might be the snitch. But he's but, yeah. yeah. He, he got an Oscar for it. Okay. Um, for 
Yeah, so that's what I want to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. So, another, another thing on uh, Sunday Metal, right? So, I was like, loved it anyway, but then you go start reading about it, and I kind of wish this was the main film that we were discussing because the more you read it, the better it is. It's had a huge input from the deaf community. Right. Most actors in it are deaf. There's there's those that are using their experience, um, including Paul Racy, who he can hear, but he grew up with deaf parents. And then there's the director, Darius Marder, or Murder, who grew up in a kind of commune type environment, okay. and he had a grandmother who suddenly became deaf. So there's, so he was very, very close to her, and there was all this, right? And there's that, if that's not impressive, impressive enough, Riz Ahmed, in about seven months, learned how to play the drums and ESL, American Sign Language, Jesus. for the role. Fuck's sake. So, that's <laughs> off to you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. So, what are the person being added? If you just get some, the, the studio just pays someone to help you do this stuff, or if they're in action or they help you get fed, uh, it's yeah, just like, yeah. cheers. <laughs> oh, great, yeah. The amount of skills that you must accumulate. Yeah. I'm telling you as well, like the start of the film, when he is drumming, it's not just like he's keeping a fucking no. four by four beat. Like, oh, you know, it's like, it's, though, yeah. oh, it's like, unbelievable. I mean, it's I mean what blast is jazz, so, but he is, it's, it's, it's quite jazzy actually, and it's, it's, Punky, but it's mm. nowhere near. Just this is this is the time. Ah. This is like a pretty regimented rhythm. Mm. There's no, nah, it's amazing. So, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. Well, the film I watched is quite a lot different from uh, your ones. Probably a lot different from any film you've ever seen. It's called Possum. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's a, it's a British film, and it's quite. Um, I don't know how to say it. It's quite like a. If it's kind of an intense film, there's a little bit artsy in some parts, but it's about this kind of disgraced puppeteer, so you don't know why he's disgraced, but he's kicked back from, like, London or whatever, and it has to go back to, like, his, his, old, his old village where he grew up, and he, uh, he has to go live with his um, uncle Maurice. Now, there's very few characters in this film. Yeah. Um, very few characters in this film, so he has to come back... And he's with this massive puppet called Possum, which looks like a spider with like, almost like a, a doll head or something like that. It's, it's freaky. And throughout the film, he's trying to get rid of this. And he just he just can't. And it's almost like he has a mind of its own. Right. And also, when he comes back shortly after, there's a young boy that gets kidnapped. And so the the kind of the, blame, the fingers can kind be of pointed at him, saying, in, well, do you think he did it? He is kind of creepy. He is kind of weird. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know if I want to say about that, but it's, it's definitely a kind of a, a kind of roller coaster. And you kind of realise that not everything is as, as it seems. And it's a lot more kind of metaphorical and a lot, a lot of imagery and stuff like that. So it's not just a, it's not just a puppet. It's more yeah. representation uh, of what's going inside him. Uh-huh. But, the main actor, I forgot who he is. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in like some of the Mission Impossible movies Sh- as well. Sean Harris. Sean Harris. Yeah, he Sean is. Harris. He's great in this film. Yeah. His face is almost like at times like rubber, so it's kind of like he has this kind of distorted like like frown. Does he look a lot older? He does. He looks like he's been through it. Like he's yeah. had the hardest, <laughs> so the harshest life. Or even Maurice, the uncle, he looks. He looks like scum personified. He is the <laughs> ugliest kind of, almost like a fairy tale, like abusive step parent or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, He's almost like Roald Dalish with the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how how freaky he looks. But 
it's definitely a great film. Uh, it's, it's again, it's a small cast, not a lot kind of going on, but it's when, when it's going on, it's an awful, it's an awful lot. <laughs> so definitely one of the the weirdest, but kind of this film that stays with you a lot. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, it's not a film I want to describe in great detail, but it's pretty good. There we go. What do you think of it? You got it up on the screen there. Look. Uh, well, I'm looking at Sean Harris's uh, bio. To be honest with you, just yeah. now, um, the Banishing, the King, Mission Impossible, a couple of times. Macbeth. Macbeth. Um, the Bourgeois, which is a TV series. Mm. Um, none of these. I uh, uh, Prometheus. I reckon. I don't recognise him. And uh, well, he is Ken. Driver. Pilot. Well, no, that was a Giuseppe. <laughs> well, he is pretty like kind of. He is transformative actor, and this and this is like right. nothing mm. before. Like, I love the Mission Impossible movies. I couldn't put his face to his character. Right. Yeah. Other one. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the other one's kind of like a, a calm, cunning. You know, like a <laughs> Mission Impossible villain. You know, he's got yeah. all the plans. He's got nothing's ever in doubt. He's leader of this big. It's probably a testament yeah. to his, like, like you say, transformative act- yeah, acting. Yeah, and, and this is just... We don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and this, his face is just, like, it takes us so many shapes and everything. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. realise somebody could actually have a proper shroud for yeah. that long. He just yeah. holds it for, like, ten yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've not seen me telling the kids off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a great film. It's very, very disturbing bits as well. Right, good. Last thing, Tarek. Give me a spoiler-free one-word review of last night's Line of Duty. Oh, fuck. Does that work? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> one word. One, or one line. Uh, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Right. Or, okay. or meh. Mm-hmm. Well, disappointing was trending afterwards. Oh, that's true. Um, right. <laughs> Come on. I've, I've always, I've always ah, been. I'm going to go with ah fuck. That's that's going to be my one line, one word. Um, but I've always had issues with the last episodes of good seasons that you like. Yeah, yeah. There's true. never ever if you like it that much, you never want it to end. That's you true. want it to continue to keep going, um, but it needs to end. And there's there's a very handful of. This is the end of this. Well. No, it's not necessarily. There's ones where you knew it was going to be the end. Breaking yeah. Bad, mm-hmm. perfect ending for me. Yeah, oh, yeah, I loved Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's rare. Uh, it's rare. Uh, Dexter was shy. Um, Game of Thrones, I thought it was fine. <laughs> oh, I, yes, but it wasn't. I, you I, want, I, you I, want the ending to feel. I don't think feel... the perfect ending of Game of Thrones exists because it was so layered. Oh, right, you're kind of You know, he's still writing the book. I mean, I've done something right. Any of our listeners, please tweet in Facebook, whatever, and tell us your best endings to your favourite TV shows. Yeah, because yeah. even if it's shite TV shows and you think the ending was good, mm-hmm. then that's what we're looking for. I mean, our mutual friend Kev Riley, he always says that iRobot's got a brilliant kind of conclusion. Yeah, uh, I've never got through to watching the whole thing. Uh, I think we've got halfway through the first season. Um, but, yeah, when you love something, you never want it to it's end. It's so tricky as well, because if somebody likes a series and they're trying to convince other people to, to watch it, and somebody says, hey, but the ending was shit, 
how much how much does that yeah how much does that stop you going and starting that then I'm going to start this I heard the end of his fucking bollocks I'm trying to wrap my brains up on it I mean would you you ever say that about Game of Thrones I think Game of Thrones is so publicised and it's bad I didn't watch it Mm -hmm. but I know just how terrible and what characters did what I don't even know the names are I just know it's like oh so this happened and people are unhappy Uh, I mean um Oh, I'm the wire the wire the wire, the wire um, ended perfect for that in that like you know the whole theme one of the themes is the war on drugs right. and when you see um, the whole series is devoted on the kids getting involved and going into schools and then all this and that and people are dying and the new king is taking mm. over and shit like that and in the last episode where you see it happening uh, regardless of five whole seasons worth of wiretapping, police arrests, <laughs> corruption, political interests, all this shit, and then it doesn't stop. Mm. And so for, for that, it was perfect. Oh, yeah, it worked yeah. out well. Yeah. It was just season six was shite. <laughs> <laughs> or five, sorry, yeah, season five. So. Yeah. Um, even the juice, I think that ending for me was a really good ending as well because you actually you've walked mm-hmm. through you actually see all the different characters and all kind of do a wee bit, wee bit. I would really I think that's probably my favourite ending to a TV show just now well um, in recent memory anyway my mum actually brought up one where she was talking about like uh, instead of talking about Lime Duty and um, uh, people were thinking about it and she was like oh the ending that always stuck with me is would be horrible is the ending to The Mentalist I don't know if people watched that show but it was kind of like a it's kind of like, almost like a super tale, it almost like a Sherlock, but he's more. It, 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 people always see him as a bit of a fraud. Uh, so this, so his wife and kid were killed by the mysterious Red John. So even though it was like freak of the week, oh, you've got to stop this guy, that was always the big villain. Mm. That ended up just ending in like the, one of the worst places imaginable. Just showing. Uh... Yeah. Just went down the tweet from Mike Swab. <laughs> no way. Friend of the show. <laughs> Reminded me of Red John Ender in the Metalist. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, yeah, we're on the same wavelength here, you and my mum. <laughs> Man, I think there's this, this Kev Riley talking yeah. about Dexter, like you said. Uh, and Game of Thrones. And Game oh, of Thrones, yeah. So, yeah. And Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I don't know if you can pick a body to, to a comedy show. Yeah, yeah. it's different. Oh. It's completely different. Yeah. Friends yeah. ending. <laughs> How I Met My Mother. I know. Uh, well, um, my favourite comedy is It's All Sunny Philadelphia, and I still get extended for like two months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it lasted Friends, so it lasted Big Bang uh, Theory, so it yeah. lasted How About Your Mother. It's unbelievable. Special, yeah. I just hope the ending's good. <laughs> yeah, better than well, <laughs> Can't yeah. recommend that to anybody else. Like, there's, <laughs> get off topic, but there's like meta, like a meta episode about how will it all kind of end. And like they're saying in the last series, like, um, it's an episode of laser tag but Dex, uh, Dennis just wants to play to win and to extend the game and just play it as boring as possible but the other guys want to go out and have fun even if that means ending it soon mm-hmm. so that means the kind of metaphor of the show yeah, yeah, he wants to keep it going no matter how long but the guy's like oh if we burn now at least we had fun <laughs> but then they all have a group up at the end saying you know what we're pies, but we're not leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not leaving. No one's going to take us out. Never. Okay. On that, then, we'll leave this and go on to the quiz. Mm-hmm. 
Right then, ladies and gents, we are on to quiz time for uh, Crossley's third nipple. Um, so, the quiz today is going to be on Nicolas Cage. Okay. Kieran's uh, favourite actor, apparently. I'm still going to lose this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not quite just a quiz on Nick Cage and all Nick Cage facts, okay? So this is a quiz where we spin. So we'll start off with Daz, seems though your dad means, uh, knows the most about Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so what I've got is a little splurge of a movie. Okay. okay. You've got to tell me if this was a real Nick Cage movie or a fake Nick Cage movie. Okay, so we'll, we'll blurb with the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, nice and simple. We've only got a couple of, a couple each, so okay. more we'll see. And I'm liking maybe, this. Maybe we'll uh, got a couple of tiebreakers. Oh, I'm just need one. Right, so, first one. Cage played a washed-up film star, also named Nicolas Cage who makes a paid appearance at a Mexican billionaire's birthday party in an attempt to get out of crippling debt. The billionaire turns out to, to be a drug cartel kingpin and wannabe screenwriter who drags Cage, Cage's estranged teenage daughter and ex-wife into danger. The CIA enlists Cage to take him down using skills he's acquired in previous action movies. So. Do you think that's a real Nick Cage movie or a fake Nick Cage movie? See, I don't know. I had, I had me going at some points there, but um, hmm. I, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with fake because uh, I don't think <laughs> even in this made-up world, I don't think I think bring the CIA and that's that's more somebody else's film. But if he, if you were to tell me he had his family kidnapped and he just went after them himself I would have went yes but <laughs> to bring in that's more like I don't know like uh, so it's like Arnold in that Christmas film where he's not actually the, the, the toy figure oh. but because he has to say the day it becomes it you know I think that's more somebody else's film so you're going with fake I'm going with fake it was real no wow unbearable weight of massive talent in which Cage is set to play a creative Unfulfilled version of himself. So pretty it's, much, it's pre-production. I pretty much oh, agreed. Everything yeah. <laughs> he'd said there. Yeah, I kind of rose up with somebody else movie. So yeah, so, okay. Nods up. So go with what you opposite of what you think then. So, <laughs> so, oh, oh, wait and see. Right. So question number two, Kieran. Okay. Cage plays a grumpy old hermit who lives undisturbed in the woods of upstate New York until the day some hikers steal his denim jacket airbrushed with a pack of wolves to resell at their Wilmsburg thrift store at a 600% markup. So he teams up with an actual pack of wolves to get his jacket back and exacts swift and merciless revenge. Yes. I yes. mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, got, it's it's got, it's having seen what Mandy were about to talk about. <laughs> yeah. There's quite a bit in there that's. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say true. Fake. Oh. Although Cage does have an incredible wolf jacket. <laughs> <laughs> that, that bit was beyond doubt, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, so is, that, is that completely made up? Completely made up. So there's, yeah. there's no that film uh, with somebody else? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I went out. It's a film in the making. There we go. <laughs> Maybe Schemer Street. Oh, right. <laughs> right, back to you, Daz. Okay. 
Um, so, Cage plays a truffle hunter who lives in complete solitude in the Oregon wilderness with only his beautiful and cherished foraging pig to keep him company. But when she's kidnapped, he's forced to go into the big city, Portland, to confront his past and bring her home. Oh. It's really throwing me again. <laughs> I'm going to go through, why not? You going to go through? Why not? Sure. Yeah. Movie about pig. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called Pig, who will be playing the <laughs> anonymous pig. It has yet to be announced. <laughs> but it is something that's going to be Nick Cage's name all over it okay. <laughs> so oh. that goes one up here yeah right so over to you mm-hmm. right every six years the fate of the earth is left in the hands of an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters who must face off against an alien invader Cage plays a veteran jiu-jitsu fighter who teams up with a young fighter a, young, a younger fighter to conquer the aliens once and for all and the alien is named Brax. Do you think that's real or fake? On the basis that, however badass Nick Cage is, I don't think he's got the, the suppleness to be a jiu-jitsu expert, so I'm going to say fake. No, you don't think you can nah, nah. throw down? Nah. Final answer? Final answer. It's real. Cage will be bumbling and presumably screaming at aliens in the screen, uh, the sci fi comic book adaptation of Jiu Jitsu. There we go. I feel like you just have a far now uh, out there concept. It's just like either there's nobody picked up or that Cage will just be involved somehow. <laughs> I wonder like when people are pitching films to him and he's like, nah, not out there enough. <laughs> Get a pig involved. I don't know. Said his family member, no, make that pig. <laughs> right, Daz. Mm-hmm. I think this to win it, mate. So and we'll, we'll still give you the last one. All right, good. Just for yeah, you get a chance. Yeah. Um, Cage plays a drifter lured into a job as a custodial at a cus- uh, cond- condemned amusement park. Sorry, condemned amusement park. When he gets trapped there overnight, he discovers that animatronic characters come to life, and they're evil. You must defeat them or die. That is true. I know that one. That's true. It's, it's something's Wonderland or something like that. Oh, It's kind of somewhat based off of this game called Five Nights at Freddy's, so the whole kind of you're in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you've you've well, introduced that me to that. Yeah. yeah, well, there's been loads of games, uh, some book adaptations, spin offs. There's like a new one coming, which is like normally you're stuck into like an uh, office or a room or something like that and just come and scare you but I think there's another game coming out where you get to like free roam right there's yeah. a bigger place uh, there's been books as I said and the movie's been in developmental hell for like years so yes. everyone else has been like you know what let's just make a cheap spin off and get back in a easy views and who can we get to play this guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Uh, I think his name's on everybody's list every single well there's there's another one as well but that was kind of more about uh, I forgot what it's called um, so yeah, I think it was just about kind of like Saturday morning or Sunday morning uh, cartoon characters 
and then it's evil when people come to visit the studio. But they wanted to cash in on Five Nights at Freddy's, so even though the original thing is just people in costumes, uh, or just like you know, animals, it, it's, they just turn it into animatronics so they can get views from it. Ah, okay, right, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I think that's uh, actually a good movie, yeah. but they just change it so we can get people to get in the door. Right. So it's so, uh, Wally's Wonderland. Wally's Wonderland. There you go. Well, Kieran, just for just to, just to get a point, just, uh, <laughs> consolation prize. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, thirty years after the original Moonstruck, Nick Cage and Cher reprised their roles as Ronnie Camaria and Loretta Castorian. The two are struggling to keep their marriage together, and their Brooklyn Heights bakery afloat as greedy developers are circling to turn it into a com- combined. Chase Bank, dog-friendly, much much art bar. Also, Ronnie has since lost his other hand in another bread machine accident. <laughs> so, so I've, never, I've never seen the original. So a hand was the cage. Right? Yeah, a hand was right. next cage. Is trying to stop the banks from taking his bakery. See, I will say this question. I was thinking I'm going to say the opposite of what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've absolutely no thoughts on I'm just completely on the fence. So I'm going to say it's fake. It's fake. Yes. <laughs> people demand a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so the original one is real. The original yeah. one is real. Yeah. I know my cage, and I'm doing the cage. I get to pick one of the movies out of this. Yes. Yep. Hold oh, there. Also, we're taking more suggestions if anyone wants. Yeah, please, please flood them in. Well, we're going to need to name the bag. Bag of suggestions. Yeah, well, I, if anybody's got any suggestions for the suggestion bag name, yeah, uh, taking them as well. We'll get more suggestions for the suggestions any for the bag name than the suggestions for the movies in the bag. Well, that would be great. <laughs> then we'd, we'd That's make, what we should call that bag. We'd make a new bag and put the suggestions for the suggestion bag names in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a bag for the, for the bag of the we suggestions for the new bag. Uh, that doesn't have a name no okay yeah so pinned posts on Facebook and Twitter or just contact us anyway even us personal WhatsApp anything you should yeah. watch this and conversation anything you want we'll, we'll, we'll consider that and we'll put it in the bag cool and Sweet. so next one yeah so it was Andy here again uh, pulled up the bag last week and we are going to discuss Mandy next They lit her on fire. They were weirdo, hippo types, a whole bunch of them. And then there was some muscle. It didn't make any sense. They were bikers and gnarly psychos and crazy evil, man! <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie we are going to be discussing, as Kieran just mentioned, was Mandy. Nicholas Cage, uh, released on the 12th of October 2018. So, well, UK box office. So, October 2019. Um, 2018? 2018, sorry. I um, don't think you'll get this. No. I'll just give you that. It's uh, a star is born. Ah, okay. Yeah. So we'll seen, that. seen that, yeah. Yeah, I went to the pictures to yeah. see Decent. what this is. Uh, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, good remake after remake after remake, I think that one. Apparently so, yeah. Uh, uh, the US one 
was a wee bit early for Melly Gun, um, but it's Christmas phone and it's The Grinch. I animated The Grinch. Ah, okay. Uh, October. October, yeah, exactly. End of October. Well, <laughs> end of October. Start of October. That was what Americans wanted to get into. Yeah. Christmas spirit nice and early. I can't even remember if there's any, well, what actors done voices for that. Is it Derek Cumberbatch and see the Grinch? I think it could be so. And there's a. a so there's only one Grinch for me, and that's the Jim Carrey. <laughs> there's a rapper that features quite heavily in it as well. Does he get his music in? Yeah. Um, Sometimes animated movies are really like you got Spickle Me, but Pharrell Williams is just all over it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pharrell keeps things happy. Yeah, nice pun. Yeah. Keenan Thompson is that potentially Keenan and Kel? Keenan and Kel. Keenan Thompson, I think it is. So. I, I think it is. Like that's who loves on show there. Do those two did the yeah? So Keenan and Kel. Yeah. He does loads of stuff great. on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Murder She Wrote. She's Christ. in that. Jessica. Yeah. I love Jessica Fletcher. And uh, Pharrell Williams narrates it. So there you go, that's it. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's where we're getting that from. Uh-huh. Alright, okay. All good. And the UK number one. It was... Times. Another Ed Sheeran then. Nah. Dave. Funky Friday. Featuring Fredo. Pass. No, I thought you'd be a big rapper. No. And Grinch. I could play a wee bit, but I'm not sure if it would get done for copyright. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I have, like, a <laughs> here. Oh, let's blast it. No, I've got that. You can edit it. Never heard of this. No. 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 I've, I've heard of it. A few times. Oh, well, no, you will you'll... This is grind. Yeah, grind. Ah, I'm not into grind, really. Funky Friday. I mean, for that to get to number one is, is quite a quite a thing. I think it quite was thing, probably yeah. Dave's first number one. Uh-huh. Um... I remember him doing this song at the Brits. Uh, oh fuck! It's like um, black. I think it's called oh, something. It's something about black, and he just kind of talks about um, how. Oh, but listen to it. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's called black. But yeah, decent song. Um, yeah, black. Was, yeah, just black. Uh, it was um, Brandon that kind of put me on to Dave. For listening to this on his back mm-hmm. car and stuff. Ah, decent, very, very decent. So, uh, I'll put that on my pandemic playlist. Aye. It's just all going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Any suggestions for Kieran's uh, pandemic playlist? It's just um, any artist you like? Just any artist. No, there's there's uh, ones on here that I don't like. <laughs> and you can. Like he's the ones that I wouldn't necessarily have went for, but yeah, just working from home in the kitchen every day, apart from like kind of podcast days, I'll uh, listen to one artist, one artist only for that whole day. And uh, now Dave is on that list. Of it's been growing for fucking ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's great because I've been turned on to like 
uh, bands I've just wouldn't have even heard of or known in the past, and now they're just like really love Idols is one of them, and one recently actually, in the last few days is a band called The Heavy. Um, don't know a lot about them, but you'll know that song from an advert. How do you like me now? How you like me now? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah they do that. Like that and uh, no, really like. Um, not rocky, but like a guitar band, but like they've got a black lead singer who's like really soulful, and they bring in, um, you know, horns and trumpets and all this sort of shit as well. So no, yeah, like the heavy. Thanks to whoever recommended that. I can't remember the thing. But cool. There we go. Yeah, right. it's enriched so, me. Sweet. So get them, get them suggestions in. Yeah, please. Okay, back to Mandy. Mandy, Mandy, Mandy. Okay. This film is set in 1983, to be precise. Nick Cage, our hero, is... Uh, Your hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's called Red, and he's uh, a lumberjack who lives in a secluded cabin in the woods. His artist girlfriend, Mandy, spends her days reading fantasy paperbacks, and she's kind of... Got her own shop and she tries to sell shit and that. Any of you guys read fantasy novels? Nah, no, no. Anything to you guys now? Uh, not a fantasy. I used to read like, um, it was one of those Greek mythology series called Percy Jackson. So it was, kind mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. it was that, but just trying to explain that to kids. So it was like, oh, ah. so you got this kind of average guy, well, demigod, but he's going through, so you'll see Zeus, and it's like, oh, so that's who he is. Yeah, and, yeah. So it's kind of like a history lesson in a cool series. I always remember like, like, when the quizzes were. Uh, you, you, your knowledge of or remember watching Pointless or something like that yeah yeah that'd, that'd well that's, be, that's the only reason no that'd be your thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I only read the, what's written on the side of a beer tin <laughs> 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 that's good advice so, that's, 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 that's my reading 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 so I watched the trailer before I actually watched this mm. which I don't normally do um, but I knew it was kind of horror and uh, I'm a big shy bug. I hate <laughs> horrors um, so when I watched it I thought I watched the trailer and I thought you know it looks looks good looks mm. like there's plenty in there um, I might watch it during the day <laughs> <laughs> and then I said to Izzy I was like oh, um, you want to watch this with us and she's a bigger shy bag than me <laughs> so no but um, I'm here if you want to hold your hand uh, um, I thought I wouldn't necessarily place it in horror no, either, would you yeah. well that was the thing when oh, I but this, this is yeah, what you thought yeah. of that, yeah from watching the trailer I kind of thought it was going to be there's a lot of the dark imagery and stuff like that mm. especially with the, the black skull gang it's freaky yeah oh. it's very freaky uh, they did, well, before we get into this, gets like big Hellraiser vibes off of them. And like, they're like the Cephobites or whatever they're called. Not, oh, right, okay, yeah, just the imagery of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've not seen Hellraiser, like, I've seen I don't one, remember but, yeah. but. But That's why I kind of got a vibe from that as well. So I saw mm-hmm. the trailer as well, so I thought, wow, this could be the scariest movie ever. <laughs> Actually, yeah, if you, see, if you see them on the bikes and all the fucking red lights and that, you're uh-huh. thinking... Because it's a film designed to scare you, when it's right. it's it's not necessarily that. No, I thought it was going to be more kind of supernatural type stuff kicking about in there, but it was more more realistic than my expectations had anyway, yeah. from the thrill. Right. So it, it made it easier to watch. Okay. Say. Okay. I I came into it completely blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I struggled to be honest with you at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, it was long periods of 
nothing happening and then I was just trying to in the few times that there was kind of dialogue I was trying to gleam loads from it because mm-hmm. there was very little information given um, you just seemed Cage seemed like pensive and tense like throughout just from the start he chopped down a tree and it looked like his fucking mum died <laughs> just, <Yeah>. just <sighs> I think yeah I, well, I, where I first saw it, I was in a, as I said, I was in a Discord call, so someone just streamed it, it was in the middle of the night, I couldn't sleep, and so I just watched it, I was kind of half asleep, but it was like, middle of the night! Something cool was happening, like, whoa, but... So you, uh, so you watched it through your phone when somebody was yeah. streaming it on their computer, laptop, so, yeah, so and then they're filming it? Well, so yeah, right. So there's an app called Discord that so you can put on your PC or on your phone and stuff like that, and you can stream stuff. So people normally stream like what games are playing. Oh, so it's through right. the app. So it's through the app, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's screen sharing, just like on a, a Teams call or Zoom or whatever mm, you right, have. Okay. But on his, he was just putting the movie on, so the quality wasn't the best. But um, but yeah, from what the point of the story was that uh, during the middle of the night, all I remember is the cool parts. So when we're right. watching it again, it was just like, wow, it takes an hour before anything really happened. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the movie is kind of set up into pieces. You see that with yeah, the title cards? Yeah, the chapter yeah. stuff. And uh, I think it's like an hour or something before the actual title card comes in as a piece of trivia for the, the mandate. And it's kind of like, it looks like a, right. one of those heavy bell, uh, metal um, band logos with all like that it's got mandate it's got little lines everywhere uh, yeah yeah uh, but yeah so it does take a while to get into it but I took that as um, so Ma- Mandy was like a, almost like a tree and then her roots yeah. were kind of growing right, yeah, and yeah. infiltrating right. and is that the drug what do you think oh the yeah. drug was the Mandy. Well, no, she's called Mandy, and I yeah, yeah. But, but when when like the guys, the, the biker crew, have taken this fucking drug, it's changed them like yeah, completely, yeah. like yeah. physically mutated them, and so has. So it might have changed his idea of Mandy, but just, I do get it. She's kind of the root of the story. Things happen because of her. She's kind of mm-hmm. for for all the characters. She's obviously put on this pedestal for for a while, and she's like kind of. It was like a Snow White, like and for, the, oh, and for the title character, she's not in it for that long, yeah. No, no, but yeah. everything happens because of what powers, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so it does take a while, it's very stylish. And we say with the dialogue mm. because of the cult, the normally saying nonsense, so yeah. even oh, yeah. when they're, they're talking, it's not like you can't really get a lot out of it because they're just speaking absolutely yeah. crap, yeah. Oh. As, so, as, a few, a few. Laughs at it as well. Yeah, I like that. Because well, I wasn't expecting it, mm-hmm. um, and I might be jumping, but if I want to talk through the whole thing, or we will. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Can I jump on, um, so yeah. when when they're if they're waiting on these kind of hellraiser type uh, bikers to come along guy goes outside whistles for them comes back into the van and then the guy that he's sitting with looks he's kind of I've called him Slackjawed oh yeah yeah Slackjawed Slackjawed Mulletboy oh massively Slackjawed Mulletboy and he's just playing with the window the window and I was just thinking this is brilliant (laughs) (laughs) and that definitely made it a lot better for me to watch because I was kind of looking for more of these little wee lulls right. as opposed to the kind of 
the nitty gritty of the story because uh-huh. it is it's just a revenge story more or less yeah um, his wife gets killed or his Mandy gets killed and he's just out for revenge and then it just gets yeah. quite gory Mm-hmm. The gore, gore fest. So you were looking for light relief from that. Yeah, aye. and it works. It did balance out really well. I wasn't, I wasn't just. I, I'm kind of the opposite a little bit. I mean, I was looking for st- structure at first, like, yeah. what's going on here? And then once I found that, I was like, I was okay, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. And then, then I found when Kate said things like, "That's my favourite shirt." <laughs> it kind of ruined it. Yeah. Like, for me, it kind of the atmosphere was like I, I, I know mm-hmm. it's like a balls out. Gore fest revenge thing, Aye. but when you said that, I'm like, "What? Well, I'm meant to laugh now because I'm with you, man. Go for yeah. it." Uh, See, and, yeah, the yeah. call has a bit more freedom because they're not emotionally kind of tied to it going on. Especially the, the they have their own personality. So that guy's just like an impatient, like a guy obsessed with his car. But Cage has got to be the heart now that Mandy's gone. He's got to kind of carry the film emotionally. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of yeah. where it kind of yeah. Why are you concerned about your? I, don't, I feel like that's one of the, like a cageism. Like he's put that in. Like yeah, I wonder if that was my favorite shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I so have... I've, I've watched that wee interview that they had. So it was Cage mm-hmm. and oh, what's the big bad guy? Oh, uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Um, so him, them two, and the director, and Cage is sitting there saying that um, he had so much kind of freedom, and he this was one of his favorite films to be part of because the director had so much faith in him and he had so much faith in the director he's never really had that with in any of his other um, films that he's made mm-hmm. and he's made a fucking shit ton hundred yeah. yeah that's saying something yeah 130 really. no 115 films I think and that was going to be the time we're, we're, talk, we're talking about uh, cageisms as if they are normal and they are they are like <laughs> fucking recurring things in cage films oh. yet he's saying that this is more mm. yeah you know like, like, I feel like, like so there's a scene when he's like is confronting someone with a chainsaw then the guy picks up a chainsaw but I would say he the chainsaw's like three times as big love that about that, that's, that's <laughs> awesome and it's funny but I feel that might be caged because the rest of it uh-huh. is kind of artsy it's somewhat thoughtful I suppose it's kind of atmospheric but then you got this but like, I don't think you can have one with it the other with all this that's what I was trying to ask when I was like a a doll or like a nail point in the film thinking if they didn't bring this they wouldn't have brought all this other weirdness mm. as well so see what I was thinking if it wasn't Nick Cage mm-hmm. who else could have played that role well funny you should mention that a big uh, the first trivia thing we've got here is but due to the interview that Nick Cage said that sounds like a setup there but I wasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's, it's like the director first approached him to be uh, the role of the uh, cult leader Jeremiah okay mm. and, which uh, he could do yeah but oh. Cage said he wanted to play Red instead and then, uh, then uh, <laughs> the director's like he's kind of wanted to be more like old age versus youth and um and then he's like, I don't think he would like to play. But a year later, uh, through Elijah Wood, who was a producer on the film, uh, they met again, talked about it, and he kind of kind of put it all together. He made them sit down and have a chat to each other. And then um, just uh, because of that, Cage became red. So I'm thinking maybe in that conversation or subsequent ones, the writer just kind of softened up immediately and think thought, I don't think this movie's going to get <laughs> made without Cage, so why not have him play Red? Yeah. Why him pick his part? Yeah. 
I don't know that it's not, it's not written down, but I feel like just from me, I think you might have just said if it's a year after Saint Notes in a Cage that nothing's happened in your film, that you've got to go yeah. back to the cage and say, okay. I like how you're backing yourself up there just in case the director's listening. You mean when he listens? <laughs> when, yeah, yeah, sorry, when he I don't listens. want to summon the black skulls after it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was perhaps most interesting thing about the movies, like he was actually thought to be red. Yeah. Mm. He was thought to be like the the villain who's I don't know if it could be Jeremiah. I don't know. Like it'd be totally different. He'd be like a crazy one rather than a monologuing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you get to see his Toby? Uh, that's, that was what I, I was about to say. Oh, well, yeah, he totally got his Toby out. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, Kieran looks for us a movie, though. So yeah. from, <laughs> just, a, just asking the questions everybody wants me to ask you. So, they, from their early conversations and their behaviour, we kind of got a wee tiny glimpse into I say they, it's Mandy and Red, mm-hmm. their, their history and their past, mm-hmm. but not too much. So, what did, what did you guys like, gather from that early couple of conversations about. And not just conversations, but you, you know, the first, the first 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the film. <sighs> to start with, it was just, like you said, it was too slow a building. Mm-hmm. There wasn't enough, not even dialogue, just even just emphasis on what they're actually doing. There was no, the way it was filmed, you didn't get much details <laughs> as to what made them so close and what made them kind of yeah. tick, which kind of builds to, it's, it's kind of irrelevant yeah. within the movie it's just they're in love and that's it mm-hmm. and you can see that it's just them in this woods they don't really care about anybody else it's just they're they're there to love each other as much as they can and so. yeah it's there's something it's, some parts of this film are simplistic and other parts is like really complicated but this is something that needed a little bit more like we need to see like why he loves Mandy, why is everyone obsessed with Mandy, why is Mandy such uh, such an achievable kind of goal, you know um, but I kind of, it's just me adding my own head kind of onto this but I feel like it, they probably just ran away together, built this and then just never looked back mm-hmm. and then because I think there's a line in cages like sometimes I think about leaving and she's like no, no, it's perfect but they never really say why like she never wants to leave yeah. it I'm guessing she had... What the left? Hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. If you're saying, oh, no, I don't want to go back there, this happened or something like that. Could have been, oh, it's just Chase is running away from people or parents or anybody, really. He saved, I don't know, there's, there needed to be something more. Yeah. There, there, there's a glimpse given, as I said, he um, refuses a beer from someone, I think a colleague, when they've just chopped on the train and mm-hmm. they're flying away. He refuses a beer. Is he a recovering alcoholic? Yeah. Um, mm. She also gives a tale of like a pretty, like was it a dad or a stepdad who mm. kills all the starlings? Aye. Oh. I mean, that's pretty gruesome. So she's portrayed as like uh, a really non-violent, um, yeah. caring sort of mm. person, and you see her with a deer. Uh, yeah, when she sees and, the dead deer, and she kind and, of goes and, across, and, and she's she's in tears there. So I kind of call it like a snow white yeah. figure, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, like. I and when all that was kind of happening, I was thinking <laughs> that this is where the kind of sci-fi type stuff is going to kind of take off, where she's going to bring 
actor that's dear back to life for. <laughs> okay. Um, and the build up of the story with the dad is kind of building more around Mandy yeah. than it was. You didn't really. There was nothing about Cage's character yeah. that I read um, throughout the first half an hour, forty-five. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that first talk, but it could have been yeah. like this. Maybe like a form of rehab for them if they're living in the Swiss, so he doesn't yeah. drink mm. or something. Then it gets mm-hmm. us adding things for the film. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say it maybe needed more because there's a lot of time spent on it. Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff they do. Like, 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 we, but we, we, we've said that this film doesn't really kick into gear like until an hour into it, mm-hmm. and yet there's like there's no detail yeah. there. I, 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 so I it's, think, it's styled heavily. There's a lot yeah. of emphasis on how it looks and how it sounds. It feels like somebody's just came out. Uh, their film university or whatever and they've just decided <laughs> right we'll just batter in as much of these different stylish uh, long shots or we'll just build watercolour yeah, yeah. Wa- yeah watercolour like mad um, did you guys get the part where like they have obviously had a conversation about what their favourite planet was so there was all this kind of intergalactic uh, yeah. um, scene setting and then her face she come up the water or something so her hair's like dead straight and dark yeah. and then they set it really dark behind her so her hair almost disappears and from the outline of the face and her big eyes mm-hmm. and her yeah. big pupils and she sort of looked like an alien oh, did you guys yeah, get that? Yeah. no I don't know I, I just kind of thought do you know that like, stereotypical yeah. ear the bald yeah. eye and then it comes in because their bone structure is just so thin mm. it's so defined that that that's what I saw anyway. That, that, yeah, that no, could have been something solid open to interpretation, but yeah, it is I do think when I said about like a restructuring with having to add in Nick Cage, not the um, not Colin Bad or like a Ed Norton type where it just restranges the script, but I think as a rethinking and I think I might have just then just went, Okay, I can have my style but then you can have your revenge flick, but there's not enough built up into the relationship for it to have it ripped away. Mm. Yeah. I did feel like it's kind of like she was going to die. Like yeah, one way or another, I felt like she was going to have to yeah, die I mean, it, for it, something to happen. It was inevitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you knew that that was kind of going to build up. Don't want that up. feeling if it's going to be. Yeah, I don't. There is a feeling of dread sometimes with, with inevitability, but not in this one. It was just like. Even on the rewatch, I'm like, come on, die, die. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're, but you're just wanting that just so the action can start. Yeah. Um, because it was too far too slow burning. Yeah. Um, at the start, but then when it kicks off, yeah. it kicks yeah, off. So, so. what what do you guys think of the cult then? Because the the cult has kind of like a chance mean because she's walking to to work to work, and then mm-hmm. Jeremiah spots her, and I did quite like the cult. They all had like unique looks and attitudes and stuff and one thing I found really really well done was the kind of the old woman in there she's obviously kind of Jeremiah's first yeah yeah well, first female inducted to the, the cult the first love the first flame or at least at least the longest serving yeah. of the current yeah the batch because there could have been ones yeah. that are sacrificed and but so um yeah and she when the first capture Mandy she's instantly jealous oh, yeah. and it felt very at that point I get it, it was all kind of manson and stuff but that's where it felt like a real Manson family and it felt mm-hmm. like it, you think like logically they should all hate Jeremiah but emotionally and mentally they just feel attached to him so if someone else comes in she she hates it and like yeah. 
And there's like this sort of little scene where, well, after Mandy dies, the woman's watching and she's smiling. And she's happy, yeah. she's yeah, yeah. really she's happy just went down. It's like, I'm number yeah. one again. She's, she's yeah. back up the pecking order. So, but then, yeah, back up. There was still the younger girl. So the other was there. Yeah, she's not even fully inducted, yet yeah. he gets kind of too greedy with, with Mandy. He's oh, you can never have a big enough brood. Like yeah, that. but she's not fully inducted. She's context. still. <laughs> like, <laughs> quick happy with what I've got. Like, she still feels a lot of, like, regret. She doesn't know. And, like, for instance, Scene where he, um, Nick Cage kills the other two, like male bits, uh, male cult cultists. Mm. I suppose uh, he spares her because I think he kind of knows that she's not oh. in deep enough yet. So <laughs> I think yeah. it's, it's yeah, yeah. still innocent. So yeah, you've said that Jeremiah catches a glimpse of Mandy and he's like, I want her, I want mm-hmm. her. So summons Brother Swan, one, one of the cult members, to kidnap Mandy. And what he does, uh, he just seemed to be there for the music at some point. He was like sitting hugging the the records and so on. But he felt like like an accountant or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he's down on his luck. He's lost his job, lost his wife. They walk along and it's just like. Oh, how about this? Yeah. Yeah. I I I liked his line when she went a bit like again we're jumping on, but Cage drops the the tire. The nail tack things, right? And and then he put, he throws them on the road, uh-huh. and their bus wagon thing goes over them and bursts, mm-hmm. and he, he yeah. just says, "That's less than ideal." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, those little comical moments. Yeah. No, no, that wasn't meant. To, that wasn't meant to be funny. It was just uh, I, I I don't know how to describe it, but it was Is it funny. Uh, black comedy kind of more more uh, yeah. more in okay. terms of their their personality. He was still calm, but he was just like he's like shit. Like everybody else would say, what the fuck's that? You went, that's less than ideal. Yeah, yeah just co- co- still quite straight though. Mm. So he summons what we learn to know as uh, the Black Skulls, mm. a demonic biker gang with a taste for human flesh and a highly potent liquid form of LSD. So he blows on this horn. It's mm. uh, like a conch fucking, type thing. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been formed from the fucking. So they keep on calling his names and it's like someone had yeah. to be high to call his names uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. from the Aztec pits or something it's like abysmal layer and then like the, the, the air around these guys turns red doesn't it yeah, yeah they, wherever they go it's red oh, right. except when they're indoors <laughs> they're having a fight yeah yeah, yeah. Also, yeah except when they're okay. watching porn it's all just <laughs> <laughs> Things that things are cleared up. They take the high vision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was gonna say at night Swan drives out to the lake, someone's the black over there. Yeah, I've written here, yeah, what I said before. Uh, slack jawed mullet boy plays with the window. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the tension just gets built so much and it's just kind of like right mm-hmm. what the fuck's going on these guys are going to come out or they're going to go kill them they already said that they're going to go they've got um, sacrifice. a sacrifice for these bikers and they're just kind of in the form yeah, of yeah, in the form of one of the, the cult members mm-hmm. yeah who's like a junior member it's really fast really fat and they're just kind of yeah because like, oh, he's just chilling outside and he goes think about it oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and then the wee the the 
window going up and down just kind of breaks that tension you're right it does break it a bit too much maybe because I wasn't no, I wasn't necessarily it was, it was Cage's lines that annoyed me right okay I say annoyed ah. me but um, but it kind of broke the tension because yeah they, they, they characters are they could do what they want they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're them they're them uh-huh. but Cage is meant to be in, in so distraught that he's got a one track mind yet he's got time to say things like that mm-hmm. I see uh, and, and, and the other one was the, the cheese or cheddar goblin I don't know what that was you know you stand and watching the advert so he goes back yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, when yeah. He, once he's once Monday's been burnt, burnt to a crisp mm-hmm. and he's had to sit and watch her getting burnt to a crisp he staggers back into the house yeah. and he sits and watches the TV and it's but, see, there is a, the, there's an advert on and he, and he says cheddar got and he repeats it then he's he, paid to do that like it was <laughs> you know what I mean like, you should have got a deal <laughs> like some movie you've got a reference to me mate. I mean, I've seen your life here <laughs> but there yeah. is a couple of modes of stop start where I said to you it, it just kind of takes the, the windows here so it, after that the, the scene of well um, Mandy getting burnt and he's he's at, he's at his ass off there he's just really really sad and distraught and that's excellent mm-hmm. he comes in then he falls asleep then he has to have the animated dream and again I feel like he just had they, they paid the animator and there's like oh, fuck we will put this in somewhere <laughs> so then he comes in he, he sleeps off then he wakes up he's remembered oh yeah I've been stabbed my wife's burnt in front of me now I can freak out it's like yeah. just right. freak out two minutes ago we yeah. didn't need this bit yeah. or um, that bit where he's made the axe and he He's talking to the bad guy, he's got the crossbow, he's about to start, he's ran off the road and uh, instantly chained to the thing. I was like, can I say he just got ramped up here? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he has the dispatch of the two black skulls, and then boom, we're back in it again. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we had no. this 10 minutes ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But I do I do like the other thing though, uh, the chainsaw subject, but um, when Manny's first kind of doctrinated, and she's by, by funnily yeah, enough the two yeah. female members and we've I, talked about I their roles feel, yeah I felt like because like I don't know it's like to be a woman but I feel like we're going to like to feel safer and with women especially and and, kind of calm. Yeah. until until they start fucking and I poisoning, feel like yeah. that's yeah. intentional to mm-hmm. kind of put her in the false sense of security absolutely yeah yeah so the bring out the big it's like a bee it's like a wasp, this, a wasp or or something. a giant and black wasp apart so is that, <laughs> is that where they get the Mandy from? Because I was in. I, like, I think it's coupled with what goes in a riot. Yeah. yeah. And, and when they said when they said that sauce, it was, it was yeah. wasted, uh, the chemist best stuff was wasted. I picked up on when they dropped the, the thing in a riot. Mm. The older woman, like sucked the rest ah, of it. So, so it was like so that was the good stuff. Eh, yeah, that was the good stuff. Eh, right. None of this is getting wasted. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, coupled with the the, the, the wasp or whatever that does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then they, pre- they <laughs> present her to Jeremiah mm-hmm. and so she's sitting there absolutely fucking don't get her tits yeah. uh-huh. uh, they're all they're all lounging around in the, the living room and he puts the music on it's almost like the scene in American Psycho the Pat Bateman playing uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so Jeremiah's biggest fucking problem is that people passed him over like he wasn't accepted for the talent he was or something who? You know, who, who who's wrong? Who, who did God say never mind them I'll put you on this path? See I thought he was like uh, because there was quite a bit of emphasis on the music mm-hmm. um, so I was thinking that maybe he was 
like a band uh, band type right, thing and right. he was just never been held he, as high on the pedestal so he was like he, a failed musician or something yeah a failed rock rock band yeah, a yeah. rock star and he's been totally yeah. taken on acid trips and he just kind of just came away from the band and he's just kind of built up this kind of cult following the and groupies and stuff yeah. like that um, and now he needs everyone to love him for who he is mm. to answer the second part I think the God is because after that right after that scene before they, before they kill Mandy he's looking in a mirror and he's speaking to himself like puts on this darker kind of deeper voice uh, yeah. I feel like that's his version of God like that's his it's him, yeah, it's him. It's him. that's why uh, he's been given, he's, he's given himself like permission to follow his needs and desires yeah, yeah. And so he said when he Funny came that, to yeah. us just <laughs> <laughs> <Cheers>, God <laughs> but it's, he, I don't think he sees it as him he sees it as God but yeah. like so it's like but, a split personality yeah, yeah. thing for him so he's put on this deep voice like kill her and he's like Okay. <laughs> I remember. Um, it's a good idea. I don't do so much anymore, but I did listen to quite a bit of Joe Rogan, and one of the things he used to say is, "These cults guys, it's always about sex. It's always about sex. It's fucking spot on, oh, isn't oh, it? Definitely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Get into this. Uh, come into the cult. Yeah. It's only going to cost you a couple of grand, and um, and then send the young girls through. Aye. Aye. But then that always surprised me with the guys. So like we were talking about the mm. the guy at the start who's they're just as indoctrinated as yeah. as, as MDLs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do um, yeah. Are they are they promised some of this? Uh, are they seeing themselves that they maybe get a taste of his some success of the, some of the, whatever no. the, the spoils. They're all weirdo hippie types. So. But another <laughs> another thing though. See I I, I kinda I don't I don't take offence, I'm not a hippie, but why is it to be hippies? What are they doing wrong? They're, they're not really the most likely to be a hug because they're <laughs> kind of a cult. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like they <laughs> go they're, around, they're all acid-headed. Yeah, only going around having sex, having doing drugs, listening to music. And but that's what every... Like, there's no... You, there's can't, no, you can't just say it's just hippies that would do that. It's, well, nobody's straight-laced. You mean the cult thing that we've talked about, he's far from a hippie. The, yeah, but the slack-jawed Yoko was not really mm. hippie-ish. But I think I think it's the the life, and then because they're doing that lifestyle, they become hippie types. But yeah, right. but her way to call it out by just laughing at him, like not laughing with him, like almost physically mm-hmm. laughing, painfully laughing yeah. at him, and his ego is smashed. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's the way. Out, yeah. That's the way to do it. And then, <laughs> you stand there with your William, and he's laughing. <laughs> 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 that doesn't do much for your ego. Because he didn't want MDRs to, to look at him when he was but, getting ridiculed again either. It was almost like he was getting un- undermined, and, mm-hmm. and, oh, and he didn't want to see. Like officer of her else has been. He's always been looking yeah. at me. Yeah. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like the little you have. It does so much in this, yeah. in this movie. So. Right. so then he goes out and stabs Red, who's outside, mm-hmm. chained up with barbed wire from the mouth, which is very Passion of the Christ sort of. No. 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 Jesus barbed wire. No, I thought he had the thorn on his neck. No, the thorn. Same you, you big brother. But no, it wasn't really painful. To be fair. Nah, you, you, so you didn't get the Jesus imagery in this. Well, apparently. yeah, there is. A, I mean, when yeah. he's when he's tied up with the black skulls, he's got a fucking nail through the hand. Yeah, there is a lot of religious kind of... Yeah. Elements. I'm yeah, not fucking pushing this narrative here. No, 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 it's no, not no. me. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's yeah, a fucking I, thing. 
like the final Camden and go the final boss the, fi- <laughs> like, the, the final boss the final things I'm going to see a priest it's in it's in like a chapel it's like a they made, they made themselves like a chapel it's got like the, the cross yeah when it gets burnt down and it all goes uh, down but see I, I wonder I wonder why they did that as well because he seen himself as well definitely different from Jesus yeah so, so why did they then follow the I don't know he could have his own symbol of well, you know, made up his own fucking. Yeah. Then you do have like movies and like, directors and stuff like that. They want to do commentary uh, on this world, but they're in the kind of fictional different worlds, so it yeah. doesn't make sense for them to do that. But yeah. to like focused on oh, what will people think in this world? Well, I've got to say uh-huh. Then, uh-huh. then what actually would make sense uh-huh. in their own. Well, maybe he's, they've just got they've got the church there so they can entice people in, mm-hmm. so that then you can build these Tensive followers. Light, light yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, spread the net. Right. So then, because it was all, because it was all under the yeah, okay, the parapet, yeah, and we had all the main going on that they wanted. Sort of morning, yeah. popped in there, get some, get a wee injection in the eye, get <laughs> some acid, and you'll be one of my followers. Just yeah, look at my Toby for a <laughs> quite a lot. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bob's your uncle. Tell you something. One cool. character that I would like to see in the movie, but in this one is the. Um, I don't think I forget his name, but the black guy in the caravan, and uh, he seems to have like a, a big past. He's had a run in with the black skulls before. He seems to be some kind of like ex military or something like that, or mm-hmm. some monster hunter. That's, a, that's another suggestion that were they war vets together? Yeah. And given the, the, the time and prob- possibly Vietnam vets. Yeah. Um, that makes sense with there. Red. Red seems almost like a cool name or like a, a military character. Quite possibly. So, oh, yeah. He was given it and then it's stop, yeah. yeah. And that's where his kind of propensity for violence comes from as well. Yeah, because I mean? he can handle himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Built himself a nice big wall knife. And, he went, and when, when, like you say, when he goes in the caravan <coughs> and starts asking for his crossbow, the guy doesn't question it. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's there. There you go. I've made you a couple of extra bows for that. He seems like he... Actually, he had a big story to him though. I don't know why. He did, again, yeah. he just sits there and just like oh, very yeah. knowledgeable about stuff. It's like, well, um, one thing that annoyed me was he's, <laughs> he says, yeah, I've got you a couple of extra special things. And he gave him two bows. I was thinking, have you been fucking working? Is it? No, it was, it was only like two that he gave him. Two or three. Okay. I was thinking, well, yeah. give the boy some fucking more than that, mate. Well, he just fucking <laughs> made them himself, man. And I was still, two bows. Uh, if you yeah, went through I, the whole album, I do get it. He's talking up about how Horrific these black skulls are that he doesn't kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't miss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just the magic goes, he's like, I've got something. Where's the Uzi? Where's the bazooka here? Yeah. <laughs> Before this, they need, they, Cage sees the worst thing he's ever seen in his life and he sees his girlfriend wow. strung up uh, in a bag. I wondered whether there was going to be a possibility of her not being there. Yeah, I thought that as well. I was thinking the exact same thing this. At first, it was not moving, and then it gets set on light and it's like definitely moving. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you see the, the body's child, uh, the, the, the bag, sorry, is, is, is disintegrated through the flame, um, and you see her being upside down in her mouth, her teeth, and thinking, okay, that, that's definitely somebody, but a human. You, you never get definitive that it was her. No, you don't. So potentially, it still could have been. But the rest of the cult leave. Yeah, but it still couldn't. Might not have been her. They could. They could have kept her back in the caravan or the church. 
Ah, killed somebody. I, I feel like he was just. He was so. I'm. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Yeah. Maybe it's not. No, I'm no. just saying that. that initially, yeah. I thought it might not be because no, you I don't see like it. I was just. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just so pissed off. Like, it couldn't have been anyone else to him. Like, you know, to, she had to die now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm just. Oh okay, so okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. he had to to set an example for. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. She embarrassed him from the cult. Like, that's not gonna. That's not gonna stand. Yeah, for. From the storyline, it, uh, it wouldn't work. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I mean, pissed off if it wasn't, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because you wouldn't... Yeah, the revenge of this wouldn't have kind of came Unless, Unless there was one of the, then, the cult members who you hadn't seen again, mm-hmm. and there was that sort of maybe... It was a bit more obvious. The other point is, why bag, why bagger? Yeah, I'm glad they did, but yeah. Yeah, you know. but I mean, there's... They've, they've, got, they've got the kind of they've set the bar of yeah. how gruesome they're going to be. Yeah, yeah, for them. Why I, think, I think the bar is just too gruesome. Uh, it's something else is. I don't see her. Skin. See, uh, see later on, um, one of the Black Skulls, who was none of them were present for this, mm-hmm. said, She burned, she burned. I think it's maybe Chainsaw Guy. Uh-huh. Uh, is it? No, no, no. 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 That, was, that was one of his crew that said she burned, she burned. No, one of the one of the no, one of the black black oh, as well. As well. No, that's the one that he um, lights on fire as a flaming car and then takes his cigarette out. Takes his head. Is that off. not Chainsaw Guy? No, no. That's that, he's a different one. Is he a different one? He, mm-hmm. Chainsaw Guy's a human. He's like a cult member, but the black. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Then again, the like we were saying, like this movie's so dark. Is sometimes of the fight scenes. It's like, can't see. see. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Hundred percent, because he's the last one yeah. of the blacks goes because he goes outside the house mm-hmm. and there's a guy having having burned Cage's car. He's standing, yeah, kind yeah, of silhouetted huge, against yeah. it, and that's the guy. But he said he burns, and that's why Cage yeah. burns him. But, but yeah. Yeah, how how does he know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that again. There's a lot of visions with these drugs. Like somehow, oh, okay. uh, he takes he takes drugs that knows what needs to go for the rest. Of the yeah, film. yeah. But um, <laughs> it's not a lot of logic in this film. But um, it, one of the, one of the things I was about to say was it um yeah when it was so dark like the big guy that attacks him inside the house, he, something gets shoved in him and we were like was that the box cutter that was previously established as a weapon or is that one of his own swords that he ends up like falling on how was he told me <laughs> was it? No, that I'm saying when it kills him, the guy is watching. I, I, I still didn't the kill him. He's totally. I still think. <laughs> I still think. Listen, I still think. So this is the guy who was snorting all the cocaine, watching the porn. Yeah. And he sees but, Cage through the TV. Yeah, coming up action. I think his Toby is a sword, and he ends up kicking that back up inside him. No. No, no I think I think it's okay. too dark. But I don't know. That's too dark. No, 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 no. I'm saying the, <laughs> the scene, the scene's too dark to see it. Yeah, I mean, but it's weird because to be fair, I didn't have a clue what how that fight scene the dark. And then he just yeah splits. It was just like something he fell on. But if, it it's, but if he's got so sword, you didn't see his fucking erection with a big sword coming up. You didn't see that. No. Right, I might Google it. That's obsessed with Toby. How am I going to do this if I get arrested? <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Right, right, right. Ca- right, carry on. See, one thing I wanted you to talk about though is. Anybody um, want to put in any suggestions he, he as to why. Uh, calls, what, 
Kieran Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> find out if this guy has a sword, Toby, and Mandy. Right, we will do this. The next thing I wanted to talk about was the was the toilet scene. Like, because mm. like we're saying, the film's so dark, right? That you you don't care what's going on, with it and it's hard to see. Right. But the only time that you see any sort of light is the toilet scene. And that's when Cage is yeah. back in the house, right? Uh, he's just woken up from his, his slumber, mm. remembered what's going on. Remember he's sorry, he, he storms in, he gets the bottle of vodka, drinks it, pours it on his wounds, and the, the light's right. on. And I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody's put a light on, I can see what's happening. <laughs> and I see the wallpaper, and I see fucking Cage in his pants, I'm like, put it off again. Yeah. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Yeah. That, that's a scene that was, that was kind of clipped and put in his not as mean but just like him like his great art and stuff like that that's like that's the reason that 30 seconds why you put Nick Cage in your film alright and uh, he, he, yeah he went for it there yeah yeah um, and he's got the blood dripping down his face and everything like, well, yeah. well he's not got blood on his face at that point well he's, got, he's still got the barbed wire mouth so there is something yeah. on his face right. but yeah like especially that scene that picture right at the end where he's driving away and he's got blood all over his face and he's smiling and then he sees Mandy it's like it, it, when I said that it's, like, it's almost like he's become another kind of black skull yeah it's not like mm-hmm. I don't think you become evil but I think you'll but drive he's... on as a myth forever with Mandy and you'll, mm-hmm. you'll just see her forever and they'll just I don't know it's kind of like right after the sunset I suppose oh, he's, that's kind of came full circle where he's actually <laughs> Yeah, we've just I've just Googled, I'm not gonna go into it, but uh blah 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 is cheapened by scenes of a demon with a knife for a dick. Fucking there you go. And, and again, pornography addicted black skull with a knife for a penis. Jeez. Irish Times. A subhuman monster with a knife for a penis. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Irish Times there, there, there we go. I, I think this I think that Cage kicks knees whatever that but because because he falls on top of him mm-hmm. yeah the, the demon's on top of him but then suddenly he fucking dies and, and internal ble- yeah. bleeding comes ferociously out of his gob on a cage all over him horrible horrible but what's caused that is I think is that he's kicked it back up right. inside of him Fuck. definitely not the little fucking Stanley boy that he's got no see that was just it's too dark Mm. They really need somebody to have a flashlight kicking about <laughs> someplace <laughs> just so we could actually see exactly what was going on. Yeah. Um, because, well, I'm not saying that I want to see a guy with a knife for a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not on the top 10 things to see before you die. But I mean, I've seen if, it in a light, I will die happy man. Uh, if, you're, <laughs> if you're into that type of shit, so which man What Red calls his crossbow is the Reaper. And that's mm. what Mandy says to Jeremiah. That's the only thing she says to him when she starts laughing. She says, the Reaper is coming. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I wonder if, if she meant she knows. Knew. Doesn't matter what happens to me here. You'll meet this, no. yeah. this piece of a crime. Red's about to fucking come and <laughs> get you, you yeah. bastard. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's some scenes in there's just, I felt it a bit unnecessary. For instance, like he goes, he gets a vision from the drugs after that. And he's got to go to the secret place. And he meets up with a guy who's not a black cell, who's not a cop member. He's just kind of chilling. And for some reason, he's got like a pet tiger in the cage. And he's like doing... Like, he's the chemist. 
He's, he's, kept, oh, he's a chemist. I've never, never put that together, actually. He's making the, the LSD. Oh, so that's what he's hanging up. Um, the sheets of paper. The yeah. LSD usually takes a form of like little tabs of paper that have been soaked in this stuff. Oh, okay. But what happens when Cage like, he, he, he takes all the cocaine, mm-hmm. and I say to you at the time, given what he knows about the drugs yeah. and how it's mutated these yeah, bikers... Yeah. Right. Why would you even take the chance? Well, he doesn't know that it's mutated the bikers. No, he does know because it's the black veteran mate who it tells him. That they were, he yeah. says oh, right. the, the, the chemist the took a, a, a dislike into them and put, baked up a bad batch of mm. LSD and it's just fucking changed them to the point where like they're physically different. And he says the worst point is they're in a, like you can see them something painful happened to them and. They actually liked it. They enjoyed the pain. Yeah. Oh. So that's that's where he and so he's hanging up these tabs like like photographs. Oh, like so I didn't I think that's that together. That's it. He, he, he's uh, I didn't know what that was, but I thought it was just a weird scene of him meeting someone, then letting out a tiger, and he just kind of leaves. <laughs> I oh. no, he's letting out the. T- I th- I thought again that they're communicating on a level it doesn't need to be said. So from uh, Cage's thoughts, visualizations something he's telling that we shouldn't have that laptop you know that's not good mm-hmm. he's obviously a tiger fan because he was t-shirt he's obviously quite humane because of Mandy and he says yeah I know I know and he opens the cage and lets the tiger out yeah so he's thinking um, I know I shouldn't have a pet like that so on you go and then he says something else and then without cage even saying anything he says well, this is where you need to go because this is where they are and I'm sorry that you've been through this so much pain I can't believe they did that to you that's who that is he's, okay. he's, he's the yeah. chemist I never, See, I never, I never, I never got that either did I'm, you know no, no, no it's just no. me LSD fans that are <laughs> <laughs> yeah I didn't know what was going on I feel like he just went in there then the, the tiger life I thought it was metaphorical like he's out of his cage now you know that cage is kind of like you know he's unleashed and he's now going to be right. an animal mm. Or something like that. I, well, I mean, I'm happy to be like. Um, I, I didn't realize it was that, that's why I've taken it. No, that makes sense. That, that makes sense, but yeah, I didn't realize it was something like like plural. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I could tell there was something between the two of them, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like he could tell he because he was speaking everything. Yeah, Cage didn't say a word, and he was just kind of saying exactly how. Because I have to say, I have to say as well, as well as the cocaine that he's taken. That you see the big tub. He, he took a wee bit of the LSD. Uh, that, that's the LSD yeah. in liquid form. Mm-hmm. He's taken. See what what we could have done is just him not have any at the the, the ranch or whatever the, the place he was cooped up at. Means the chemist and he is like, oh here's good enough ones. He's like pure gentleman or something like that. So he doesn't need to take the the bikers ones. He, the chemist could have just gave him some and it's like here's enough to company the journey. He's the good stuff. Yeah, uh, don't um, take the bad stuff. I keep that. <laughs> yeah, but, could, but I, I think, I think Cage needed that because was, to get the vision, he's, yeah. he's just been stabbed about twenty four hours beforehand, and yeah, his hands are he, his hands mess. just been so he needs something to kill the pain mm-hmm. and get him through the next segment of. Okay, so I'm yeah, away, I'm away. So, so the, the cocaine knows could, that that's. I I I kind of as well as a question that mm-hmm. to you is so mm-hmm. why would you take why would you take the risk. Uh, I can see like he needs a boost oh. um, but they asked him thinking why man that's like... so but that leads on a lot of other things like your ratio a, a line I liked was um, I think again it was the the caravan guy the, the, the vet says 
that played or no the, 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 the arrows that he made for him uh-huh. he only made two or three but he did say that the cup through fl- flesh like a fat kid through a cake uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was like I was it's like, like, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's like yep yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fine with that oh, no, yeah. it's 50 cent is it oh, yeah. is that a line cent? oh that's a line in f- 50 cent is it well it's no someone that's oh, like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 50 cent yeah okay can't say that in any movie. So where, like, so then he forges. So he's he's got the reaper, he's got the arrows, and then he just see this scene, which I think is great. But when he forges the axe, yeah, okay. So they they they, they, they are a montage. They are in a they are this this new life that they forge for themselves is idyllic. It's in the forest. It's away from everybody else. It's serene. It's peaceful. It's natural, and yet somewhere in the fucking back is he's got this. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like, he well, had he's to make the house, so I'm guessing he's got some experience. But making a house and making an axe is well, it's fucking different. Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's got to have something. I guess he's like he might not always be a lumberjack. He's got maybe engineering or something like that. You know, he's got <laughs> something. Tim- timber and metal are quite different. Uh, but well, no, I'm just saying, I don't think he's a full-time <laughs> lumberjack. I don't know if it's no, a full-time it, biz. It says more into his past Yeah. that you don't know about. Yeah. Where he could have been some type of fucking crazy-ass yeah. warlock. I was just expecting him to fucking be He-Man or something. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just be honest. He's Nick fucking Cage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you learned this from one of his last movies. So, so did, brought it in. Did, is, did he bring us in? I just want this... Forge, uh, forge my own fucking it's not even just it's nothing about it as normal either it's, it's a pure huge ass motherfucker yeah. I mean is, is this has this movie stemmed from a book I don't know. I don't think so. Which, but, I, no, I, I, I think it might be another cageism. It's like they like the death might say, okay, okay, we need to get some weapons. So we've got a crossbows one, he gets it from the uh-huh. from the veteran friend. And something it's cut like people's heads off. And the kid just like, yeah, well, he needs something melee. It's like, well, we've got a chainsaw, but it's only in one scene. Well, I don't need a massive axe. It's like, okay, if you just have a massive axe, like, you know, because you're... Uh, <laughs> Can I make it? Uh, Can I make it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that makes sense because you're a lumberjack. You're just having a normal massive axe like yeah. It's like, no, no, no. It's going to be a very specific, <laughs> very specific type of uh, massive axe. I've got my uh, oh, you is cool as fuck though. You say yeah, that's to work cool. with Nick Cage, you take everything uh, that's coming to you. <laughs> like the, I think they had they said acts and they, they thought, okay, no acts and they came to it's massive one, it's got nah, come back I've, 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 I've hired this artist to, to give you an impression of what this axe yeah. is gonna look like. <laughs> Guy's like, For fuck's sake, how am I gonna make this? Don't worry, I'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it, you can film it. <laughs> I'm so glad that he actually made that axe because he managed to chop that guy's head off, light it, with, well, light it on fire, and then light his bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, yeah. he was just like, where do I get light from? Yeah. <laughs> see, when you see that about the light, and it's, and it's good, you're like, by that time in the film, you're like, any crazy shit that happens, you know, when I'm on, on board with you. See, in the first 10, 15 minutes of the film, are you seeing that? Oh, fuck no. I mean, it's, it's so far it's away from you. Oh, it's, it's kind of almost two movies. Yeah. For the first movie being absolutely shit. <laughs> in the second is, movie. Is, is the first part of the movie needed? 
I'd like to take you on a journey between the two, or to build up this psychedelic sort of thing. Uh, or could could you could you have thrown in could you have thrown in what happens in the second half, including the cult, including the the LSD and all that sort of shit? Could it have been as believable if it, this world wasn't built up? In the first half of the film, uh, I oh. think it needs to be a bit more both. Uh, this film feels a compromise, but it just needs to be more of a meeting of the minds. Oh, yeah. uh, I do think, like, so, so I guess the revenge. I feel like this movie's been sold as Nick Cage goes crazy as revenge. Yeah. But I don't feel the director originally, before he got Cage on the project, probably wanted that. He probably wanted to like a more cerebral thing of mm-hmm. oh, this Mandy's been taken and he must get. He, he, he has to adventure rather than revenge <laughs> but with a lot of adventure it's like John Wick and stuff like that like it happens in the first like 10-15 minutes to get it out the way and yeah. it's like okay so yeah. his, his dog dies and needs to get back into action but and this just takes so long and a lot of scenes are kind of plotting and a lot of slow-mos there's stuff like that but when you get into the action it's almost like it goes away too soon it's like I don't want more action yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, that's the thing for me that they've got the revenge movie they know exactly what they're doing with it uh-huh. but they it's they didn't they, it was done too quick yeah and they just had to bulk it up a wee bit uh, the first instance so I feel like it's a um, yeah, yeah so, so they've kind of tried to balance it out as best possible which yeah I think we we'll all agree that it was it was needed I mean, I mean, you've got you've. I, I just want some more. I don't think it was needed. If we just need more of Mandy Red's backstory, so I can feel for Mandy well, when yeah. she dies. Because uh, I'm not feeling anything for this cult, to be honest. That and the black girls look cool, but then they seem kind of easily defeated. Yeah. And so the, the cult, the cult for me was just so much like any other cult I've ever seen before. <laughs> I'm just, mm. it's pretty much a cult pain by numbers. Mm sort of thing and I was like meh I fucking passed I did, I did like the Jamma he was a bit more called personality he was, he was played well yeah I, and he was kind of crazy ass bastard esque there was there was, a, there was pieces to him there was layers that you could kind of see where he, yeah. he needed and we were able and we've all kind of talked about how with we could see what he was needing from each member of his cult. So that was built up well. Yeah. But Mandy, I think that she was, her kind of build up was pointless. Yeah. What are we. Focus on Cage's build up. Cage has, we've mentioned that he took the LSD and this causes him to see some visions, including, including Mandy in sort of animation form, and that helps him in some way. He also sees like a tower. And this tower leads him to the chemist. The chemist then tells him where to go to find the rest of the cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of systematically starts to take out them. Uh, starting with the, the aforementioned uh, chainsaw fight. Uh, kills the slack jaw. Um, I thought it was cool because he's obsessed with his car and he doesn't see the big axe coming in his head. Aye, that was cool. Which I missed, actually. I was like, how did he die? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big accident. No, because Lee showed me something like, do you think this bike's cool? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... So you should get rid of this. I'm like, I think what? this was around about the time that uh, Lion and Judy, because me and that... We also, we, also, we also had to pause for Lion and Judy. We had to pause it for Lion and Judy. All right, okay. Which, made, which kind of 
I don't know about you, but mentally oh. in my head made it feel even longer. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, oh, nah. Could you remember what point in the film it was? I, was I think he'd seen the Black Skulls. I think he was killing them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was somewhere into the action, but... Yeah. Um, <sighs> Just when it starts getting... Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, but it was nine o'clock, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leah, man. It was nine o'clock on Sunday. Suddenly Leah's downstairs like, hey, cup of tea. Who what do you want? Like, let's watch it, let's get on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um he yeah, he, he systematically sort of kills them, but there's a point where he meets the young girl from the cult and he right. doesn't kill her. I thought I wondered if one because she's a female but two because when he sees what happens to Mandy on fire mm. she's the only one that kind of visibly shows some sort of remorse from that I can't yeah. remember if there's a That's tear thinking, yeah. Yeah, if there's yeah. a tear going yeah. down the face or something because like the other women's laughing and there are all the other guys mm. are loving it although funnily enough Jeremiah's sitting back furthest away but Jeremiah is just but no he's in skin yeah, he's yeah, in skin yeah. more of a spiritual moment I think so but, yeah but yeah does, but he's, does, he's, does he see that them two kind of come together I mean for it to be such a revenge kind of driven type scenario for him to let her go but there needed to be more for that for me I, that, if, I, I if there was not. a tear then yeah I would love that because that would be give you a wee bit more mm. but, um, but for him to kind of look away and see that she's well, actually got a tear so the scene where he's chained down before they kill Mandy they force her to do the kind of the roulette with the gun, mm-hmm. and so oh true. So like, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's yeah. Thinking, and then she starts like solving then. So it's like obviously she's like okay. That's, like, a, that's, a, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Like, and it's, as like I said, so uh, you can see that she's just. If you didn't see Mandy, everything that be ha- happening or planned to happen to Mandy be happening to her. Then she was like the she was the well, fresh meat, and then you Mandy, could possibly think what kind of position is she in? Yeah. To, 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 to be doing that. Yeah. Like so I would have Another thing I thought was interesting is the, the older woman, he you know, he did kill her, he beheaded her. And I thought it was a cool way of doing it, just chucking it in the head. Aye. But you didn't see that happen. So that sort of male and female violence wasn't yeah. portrayed. Especially because she's old. Even though she is the, probably the craziest of them all. Ah, she seemed like, yeah, seemed she seemed like a bigger dick than... Um, yeah, because she she, she abused Mandy, and then mm-hmm. she you can tell she was put in charge of, of the woman, the mm-hmm. elder yeah. woman in the cult. That yeah, I think there was no past. doubt that like she was involved to the point where yeah the revenge had to be taken up on her as well. But yeah, just just an interesting thing you seen you seen all these kills, but not no. hers. Yeah, I think I just a little nod to demons. Even, even the way that she was kind of begging him. Well, not even begging him. She was. I couldn't even, I didn't really pick up everything that she was saying to him to kind of stop. Oh, she just said that I'm great in bed, basically. Yeah, aye, I'll, right, yeah, I'll yeah. ban us and don't kill us type thing. Yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll meet, I'll meet you in bed. when he's on his knees. <laughs> he asked him, he said, I'm great in bed as well. See, I'm saying like, oh, so you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But then he turns feel like, he knows he's going to die, so he's going for that. Aye. That final pinging sort of, <laughs> the thing the memorable oh, moment is going to stay with him oh, you could say, say anything that he's going to going to annoy him the most because you know he's going to die by that point mm. yeah so he, he finds so then he, he finds he finds Jeremiah and uh, it's almost like a taunt that he chucks 
Marlene is her name. <laughs> Severed head there. Begs for mercy. And that's probably the most intimate kill, I would say. The crushing of the... Yeah. yeah. The, I am your god. Yeah. The mountain. That was a, that was a kill. Yeah. That was a great line as well because he's obviously so obsessed and he's like, oh, he took me out of this and he kind of, as I said, inferred from the earlier scenes, it's just his spirit personality that's his, his god but Nicholas Cage standing over was like no I'm going to put an I'm going to bring you into this one and take you out of it uh-huh. <laughs> what's oh, was a good satisfying kill yeah what's your favourite kill oh we can, go, we can go for the chainsaw one, but I don't know. I feel, I feel like my one's the, the throwing of the axe because the guy's just, it's set up, he's like cleaning, he's cleaning, he's cleaning. You just mm. see the axe thing he goes like, oh, wow, that's a nice cut. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. It's brutal. It's just blood, blood it's, blood, it's, it's fun, Yeah, it's funny explaining it, but it's brutal seeing it. But that would mm. be my favourite one because that's when the axe is fairly demonstrated. Well, now that I know that I was, um, <laughs> he's got a penis for a dick and he's. Died on his own deck. <laughs> what's the what's that's, that's probably uh, falling on your own sword. Or falling on your sword. That's it, falling on your sword. Yeah. Literally, literally on his sword. I mean, you don't get more. I, I, I'm probably chainsaw, but I, I would have liked. The chainsaw one? What, yeah. He just pulls him over and he falls on the chainsaw. Yeah. But I then it goes that. on for oil as well. The blood's flooding, his chain, and his. Yeah, you get that. It's very good. I um, probably would have went for your one if I'd seen it. Because mm. uh, that guy annoyed that, that the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, that guy annoyed the shit out of me. Did see that? Was it the axe? Yeah, the axe. And just. It's very stylistic as well. It's not just like <laughs> what I would literally look like to see it, but slow mo, it's very visual to see what this axe yeah. spins. Uh, what I think so now is what's that, yeah. what's that kind of comic book really Sin dark? Sin City. Sin City. Is, yeah, it, is it one of them? Like yeah. yeah. yeah I it's really, not really like that. Because it's in the trees here. You're not actually seeing the trees. It's just like kind of a like a spagger and mm-hmm. big arc spinning. So Do you see like, Cage through it? No. No. Even better. Not. Even better. That's why I liked it because it's just clean, clean. And you see this ass coming, he stands up and then... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I hope you got that right for me. I yeah, did. Like, I, 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 I bought it today. <laughs> well, yeah, I might still be able to watch it tonight. It's 48 hours from i got 48 hours to watch it or something. Oh, it's just, it's just for that one scene. Yeah. Uh, right, so he's, he's done that and he's, he's, he's killed everybody. He's burnt the church down. Yeah. And mm. uh, he's, he's driving away and he does this weird sort of smile when the face hit yeah. his vision of, of Mandy yeah. and then the whole sky turns into some sort of mystical psychedelic <laughs> and he writes future, to the sunset yeah. which, which, which points to his future is, is that him like an old LSD do his head and why are you saying it's got to be psychedelic well it does look it <laughs> it could be a different world nah. different planet these monsters are actually monsters that yeah, the LSD's still kicking about. Different parallel hey, universe. Like, I think you're looking at the, the, the penis or demon when I said to <laughs> Alec, Mike and Jenny on It's like, it, it's, it's a disturbed view on a happy ever after. Uh, like a giant sunset. He's he's won the day, he's avenged her. And because he's so drugged up, he gets the series. They're spending the rest of his life with her. Or the vision of her. And he even though he's... 
covered in blood and like crazy out of crazy as the cage face ever is to him it's just like this is the normal car ride and he's gone back mm. in his head but I love that skinny but in reality he's still a black he's like a new black skull but he's not going to be he's not going to be evil and killing people or like, eating them innocent mm. or like that I think he's just going to drive on forever and yeah. I don't think it has to become like a logical conclusion but I think it's like a happily ever after yeah, yeah, type yeah. deal mm. okay okay so he's gone back in his head <laughs> good for you Nicholas yeah. Right. Are we burning this, watching this, or buying it? It's a. You go first. It's a you? burn for me. It's a decent movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm not even going to say it's a decent movie. It's a movie. <laughs> See, it's it's all right. I would never. I'm I'm not going to go back and watch this. I'll go back and watch the one scene of. Guy with a penis dick. Right. And <laughs> and the penis up. dick? The knife dick. The penis dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to see if that is exactly what it is. I wish I would um, pass the profanity test. And then after that, I probably even try to burn it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, it's an experimental film. There's some compromises I think behind the scenes. And I don't know if you want a minute or not, but I would say watch, uh, perhaps maybe skip the first half hour, an hour. But um, <laughs> you can't. Well, I like, I'll just watch it. Like if you I'm start I really half an hour in. <laughs> start this movie. <laughs> but yeah, I I more more the watch camp. Even if it's just kind of clips or like posting online or something, like, maybe itself. I think it's a watch. What's your life? I would say, watch the trailer. No, just, that's it. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a bum as well. I'll be honest with really? you. Um, I, I, I could never say somebody watch this film because it's so unique. And don't get me wrong, there'll be people out there who love all the bits that we've just glossed over. The image, oh, classic, for the sure, the yeah. sound, oh, yeah. the soundtrack, the, the, the visual flares. Yeah, yeah. But it's a niche among the people. It definitely is. It's not for me. It, it drags too long, and it, yeah. And then, and then, then you get to the to to the good stuff. And I, and I do wonder, did I enjoy the second half more because of the shit first half? Did did that was it necessary? If it just kind of put the first hour, as we are saying, into fifteen minutes, say, and then pushed into that. We've all we'll seen movies where it's like balls out, no thoughts given, mm-hmm. and it's just this is what it is. Oh, and yes, did yes, you yes. think this what this film was, or did you think that now that there's a lot more thought went into this film? Did you, I, did at any point did you consider that there so might was, be more going on here than I'm aware of? I was hoping there was going to be. Um, uh, I like what you're th- thinking is if you drop it into 15 minutes and then that'll kind of build up and then the extend the last 44 or the last hour and so I, I think that would still make it no. I, good. I mean either it's the way that Darwin's been uh-huh. kind of portraying it is a half and a half movie where one's built up and you're kind of getting a good concept of what's going on and then you're getting unleashed into the darkness yeah but it's, it's just it's, no, it's not as balanced as that yeah the first half is just shite yeah, I, I, when I say it's a compromise, it's, it's like what Tarek said, but I don't mean the, for necessarily the first half's any good. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not what people Sorry. remember either, is like 
when I met when I said to this film, oh yeah, Monday, I'm just remembering cool action that kills a couple of the visual the imagery and the, right. the, the and the kills and stuff like that. I'm not remembering all the slow-mos and the started like even now, just watched it yesterday, I'm just condensing that first well you you said you said a quite uh, important line earlier is when you watched it the second time you're like just hurry up yeah mm. and so you're not even and because mm. um some of what i've read is that when you people watch it the second time they're like okay i'm gonna take it all in i'm gonna try and focus on this as a whole and you're just like no nah, i just want to skip to the yeah and, I feel that's what, and then if you do then you can't say that the film's good but just miss half of it out yeah. You can't. That's what, you I, can't. that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a watch just for the like the cage. It's just I feel like this film it could have been a great film with Nick Cage in it, but I feel like it's just a great Nick Cage film. <laughs> you know, because yeah, okay. of his yeah. I'm not saying yeah. anything yeah. else. I'm saying Nick Cage is any great, but okay, pick up the the unnamed oh. bag, Darren. It's my chance. Yeah. Oh. Make sure the Highland does wait at the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think this actually. I like Highland, though. To be fair. Oh. Wow. Well, you're close in the eyes, Mark. Bags kind of open there. Right, we'll watch the next. Stellar by Teddy. Oh, wow. Stellar. Stellar. Yeah, I've seen that before. A really good film. A lot of to talk about. Yeah, seen it as well. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be good, so... Oh, we'll just start now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Teddy, for the suggestion. We'll be getting right on that in uh, two weeks' time. Yeah, wow. Well, that, that, is, that is a packed film. Oh, it's, oh there's loads in that. And I, I've, got, I've got a question of, of, of the, you know, the whole notion of time in that film. <sighs> it's it's dimensional. It's, well, yeah. it's quite mind-blowing at times. Oh, yeah. I've already watched that commercial yeah, well. yeah, some yeah. scenes have stuck out to me I've only mm. seen it once but yeah great fun to talk I already want to talk about the Titan yeah the okay okay so we're from Ma- the Mandy which people not really seen too much to this which is kind of like a I think it was Smash It and not no one film a lot of money and a lot of style behind it so I heard that actually, I heard that actually Mandy cost six million to make and only took in about one point four. So ouch. I would thank you, mm. fucking Nicholas. Well, I, I think he might be the one point four. Exactly. I think the one I to write or just how much does it cost to colour up on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, this episode has been fully around Nick Cage <laughs> and Nick Cage. Yeah, we love Nick Cage. The Nick Cage Appreciation Podcast. Oh, hell yeah. This has been. Okay, so if you like what you're hearing here, don't keep it a secret. Tell a friend, tell an enemy. Search Christy wherever you get your podcast and visit our website, anchor.fm slash Christy's Nibble, where you'll see links to our back catalogue, social media platforms, and give you even more ways to get your Christy fix. Uh, on that is a goodbye from me goodbye goodbye from you guys goodbye subscribe motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) I'll move that in two weeks chill